welcome to Weed Kid Video. I'm Kieran Ralph Snape and I miss video store so much I opened one in my own home. Packed with the VHS tapes of the trash cinema I grew up watching at a highly inappropriate age. Every week I force my co-hosts Kira Jade Opitz and Brody McDonald to sit through a movie for us to discuss. So come on in, have a look around and sign up for a membership. There are no late fees, but unreturned tapes will be hunted down by the ghost of Charles Bronson. We signed him up for this in a three-picture deal. All three movies are just going to be a remake of Death Wish 3. But you know, with a ghost. This is Weeky Video. Old business? I have two pieces of old business. Nah, nothing for me. The first one is an intervention. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> we need to talk about how horny Brody was on Maine during Roadhouse. <laughs> about how you need to calm that shit down. Because editing the episode... I was embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, gang. I blushed during the editing of the episode. It's for humor's sake. I will say that. It you will- are too horny. I'll ease up on it. You, need, you know that meme of the dog where they're like, too horny. <laughs> Boop. It, guys, my horniness is for humor's sake, but I will chill. <laughs> How much did you cut? Quite a bit. And there's probably still heaps in there. There's still a lot in there. I mean, look at the two guys that I was being that over. You know, they're two badasses. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I will chill. I will chill. Too funny. I also forgot to talk about somebody in writing my notes. I meant to go back and write notes about one of the actors and then I never fucking did it. And when I was editing the podcast, I was like, oh, I completely forgot to talk about that guy. So very briefly, Red in Roadhouse yeah. is played by Red West, who after he was a Marine was a sometimes songwriting collaborator and bodyguard of Elvis. Fucking and I, I Like it's totally something I should have mentioned and I just, it slipped my mind when I was writing my notes. And he wrote a tell-all book called Elvis What Happened? about Elvis's decline into drug abuse. And he claimed he wrote the book hoping it would put pressure on Elvis to get clean, but Elvis died within weeks of it being published. Oh, that's a shame. And the only reason that he was an actor, the only reason he's in movies like Roadhouse is because he was part of Elvis's entourage and then ended up with bit parts in like fucking Elvis movies. Fuck. Which is how he got it, how he got into acting. Anyway, that's Red West from Roadhouse. Sounds um, like he was a good dude apologies too. For, apologies for not mentioning him last week. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning him this week. Just don't get horny about him. <laughs> I don't know. New business? New business. New what business? new business would we have? I think we watched a movie this week, didn't oh, we? Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. We did. Are I we doing a bit movie. about how we watched a movie this week? Because we watch a movie every fucking week. I was doing this. a bit how it's called new business. This whole podcast is just called new business. Well, I, I normally watch this on either on my day off or on the weekend, but I forgot this week. And so I watched it this morning. Mm. And so I started watching it like 5.30 in the morning and it fucked my whole day. <laughs> because it just- <laughs> Were you at work? Not at five thirty in the morning. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I introduce the movie? Yeah, it just yeah. Watching an action movie the first is the first thing you do when you wake up on a Wednesday. Weird. Brain's not in the right just, flow. It just mm-hmm. made me very confused about what time and what day it was all day. <laughs> this week we are selling someone else's IP to make a better life for ourselves. We are talking about <laughs> Drive from nineteen ninety seven. Call off the search in Hong Kong. Toby Wong just hit Frisco. Toby Wong was made to survive anything. But now, Hong Kong's greatest living weapon is on the run from his creator. Prepare a group of our finest. You're going hunting. And 
his one ticket to freedom. He follow me, he dies. Is sorry they ever met. I'm the kidnapper. He's the kidnapper. The only thing worse than being killed. We're going down. I ain't going down there. We're going. Is becoming partners. You better start talking. I want to know why we being chased. Biological energy module. I have one in my chest. You help me get to LA. I'll give you half the money. What do you say? <laughs> oh man! It'll flip your wig, cousin. Mark Dacascus. I've got a funny feeling we're going to see some familiar faces. Kadeem Hardison. Well, your definition of funny and mine must be completely different because I don't see a damn thing funny. And Brittany Murphy. You want your mind? Just, I did not think of it that yeah, way. Can we talk about how the hero is the bad guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, depending on, and also like even worse, depending on which cut you watch. Okay. Uh, we'll get into that. I also just want to talk about the fact that Kira's watching the movie at 5.30 in the morning and I woke up repeatedly this morning to the sound of kicks and punches. Oh, uh, great. Going on fucking endlessly. I yeah. swear, every time. They do. Like, yeah, well, t- yeah, well, I mean, we're going to talk about it. But, <laughs> yeah, okay. But I just wanted to add to that story that I was like drifting in and out of sleep as Kira was watching the movie and I could, every time I woke up, I heard punching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Directed by Steve Wang. He started as a makeup artist and creature artist under Stan Winston. Which is amazing. He also Stan worked. Winston, quick reminder. You don't know Stan Winston. We I know about, the name, I, I but I can't remember. Him before. He's the basically he created the 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 Predator and the Terminator. Yeah, you guys know my memory is shit. The designs, the creature designs. He had yeah, a creature. My memory is shit shop. for that stuff too, but I know who Sam Winston is. <laughs> yeah, he also worked with Rick Baker, another guy, another famous makeup uh, effects guy. He did the werewolf transformation in yep, 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 in yep, London, yep. and Dick Smith, who is like a absolute legend of makeup effects, going back into. I think the 60s or 70s. He worked on Monster Squad. Hey. He worked on Predator. He worked on A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, The hey. Dream Child. I love that one. <laughs> you do? Don't I? No, sorry. Wrong one. No, yeah, wrong one. Dream Warriors. Gremlins 2 and many, many others. His huh. first movie was a low-budget action fantasy film called Kung Fu Rascals. <laughs> I watched mad. the trailer. It looked cheap as shit. Uh, I think that you would like it. Yeah. <laughs> Brody? Just mad kung fu fights? Yeah. And then after that, he directed two movies that we will absolutely be talking about on the podcast. And I kind of wish that I'd remembered that he directed those two movies because I would have put them on a list before I put Drive on a list. Ah. But it's fine. It's fine. Are they his earlier work? Yeah. Okay. He co-directed a movie starring Mark Hamill. In his wilderness years, oh, called Mutronics, and I say starring because the cover of the box positions him as being the star of the movie slash hero of the movie, and he is not. Is that some <laughs> retrospective marketing? It's just we could sell the movie. Mark Hamill's on the box. Ah, uh, what do you mean his wilderness years? What does that mean? Meaning between Star Wars and 
him doing anything else. Ah, uh, okay, I get you. Right? So there's so a period of time before. There's a period of time after Star Wars where he struggled to have roles and then eventually got into voice acting. Yeah. And had He's a, the best had Joker a second, ever. Yeah, he had a second yeah. career as a voice actor. But there was years where he just was running around making bad movies. Ooh, so maybe wild- second best Joker. Wilderness movies. We're not, we're not doing that. This, we're not doing that <laughs> okay. on the podcast. Okay. I need to talk about the movie. Yeah, Here's sure. The movie has another name and it and its sequel are loosely based on the manga. Huh? Gaiva. I've heard maybe, I've heard this I name. Wonder, I wondered. And Gaiva Dark Hero. Neutronics slash Gaiva is a kid's movie. It's rated PG. Yeah. Gaiva Dark Hero. <laughs> Is a gory body horror Power Rangers movie. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and yeah. it's fucking incredible. What's the plot? I, I can't tell you the plot of that, of okay. that movie. It's interesting that you name checked Power Rangers because oh, there's gonna a do- strong Power Rangers influence in this. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Guy of a Dark Hero fucking rules. Yeah. That's man. a movie that I rented from the video store because I'd seen the first one but didn't realize it was related to the first one because it had a different ah. name. Started watching it and went, this is Mutronics. And then people started ripping arms off people. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> and yeah, speaking of Power Rangers, he directed Power Rangers Lost Galaxy after Drive. Shit. Which one is that? Is that the one where they're in space and they're like cars? Maybe. Maybe. I could have looked it up and I didn't because I don't <laughs> It's care. not that important. No. <laughs> he also worked on another Saban Entertainment show called Cayman Riders. And all the way through directing those movies and up till today, he's still doing creature design. Mad. Still working on creature design. He worked on movies like Reign of Fire. Oh, I fucking love that I movie. I fucking love that movie yeah. too. Yeah. That's a movie that nobody So remembers. many people sleep on that. That's about dragons that wake up under London. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's this really cute scene where they're like doing a like <laughs> the Star Wars play. Round. Yeah, get out of my head. I <laughs> yeah. said two words, you knew what yeah, I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's got Matthew McConaughey and Jared Butler and yeah. a bunch of other people in it. Yeah, it's it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Underworld. Oh my God, I love that series. Blade Trinity. Oh my God. And more recently, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Hey. Holy shit. He was involved in the design of Dennis Caleb McCoy, the robot. Ah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> How have I not known of this guy? He's done everything that I love. That shows how terrible I am at looking at the credits. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm a heathen. (laughs) Written by Scott Phillips. This is his first credit and he's still working, but not anything that we really talk about. And he did work with Steve Wang a few times on TV shows and other bits and pieces. But that's, I also couldn't just find much about him, which sometimes happens with writers of obscure movies from the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Starring Mark DeCoscos. Yay! As uh, Toby Wong. He's a little iron chef. The chairman? The chairman. The chairman. The yeah. man so nicely named him twice. He also has a connection to Power Rangers. Really? That does not surprise me. He was the Red Ranger. I was going to say the Red Shit. Ranger. Wait. In a pilot called Bioman that never went to series and was reconceived into Power Rangers. Hey. So he's the original. I knew that he happened would with make Power a Rangers. Great Red Ranger. Yeah, he really would. The the fighting in this movie is so reminiscent of Power Rangers. It's crazy. His first two kind of film credits I note are in a movie called American Samurai and as Jimmy Lee in the Double Dragon movie with Scott Wolf. Oh, hectic. Which is on the list. He's also in Kickboxer Five which 
I've seen. I've heard of that series. Yeah, another manga adaptation called Crying Freeman, which I watched the I watched the first hour of last night. I'd seen that like years and years ago, but I watched it again. Is there like a Japanese name translation that's a little bit more well known or something? No, I don't. Th- I don't think so. It's called Crying Crying Freeman. Free I've um, heard of it. Yeah, I watched the first hour of that movie. I've seen that movie before, but it's been a really long time. And because I enjoyed Drive, I was like, I'm going to put another Mark Dacosco's movie on. And, yeah, you know, it's fucking great. I'm looking for that tape. Really, it's so. Strange. It's a strange movie. Fuck yeah. The Island of Dr. Moreau, oh. where he is under makeup. He uh, plays a, a panther man, I believe, okay. or a leopard man. So you don't see his face. This movie, a movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf from the early 2000s, which Sounds is familiar. fantastic. It's like this epic French two and a half hour we're trying to find a werewolf. Is that on the list? It's a little too late for us. Oh, damn it. It doesn't really cover. 2000s, you said, hey. Yeah. Damn. And a ton of straight-to-DVD stuff, of course. Of course, Iron Chef as well. I'm, I'm going to get to it. So oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were done. I'll get to it. I'm not done. I've got so much more to do. <laughs> a lot of TV, including playing Eric Draven in The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. Hey. Oh. I rewatched the pilot of The Crow, Stairway to Heaven, and fuck me, it's terrible. <laughs> did you tell us that he did that last week? Yeah, I yeah. did. Ah. Yeah, I've mentioned him a couple of times on the podcast. Okay. And I've mentioned that show a couple of times on the podcast. And yeah, it, it's real bad. For starters, the whole thing shot in fucking daytime. You can't do that. In Vancouver. Yeah. Isn't The Crow perpetually in nighttime? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of the whole it's so bad. vibe. <laughs> yeah. And since 2004... He's been the chairman on the American version of Iron Chef. And he's so good at it. He is really he's good. He's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. That's who I picture when I picture Iron Chef at all. Yeah. 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 And then at the moment, he's currently a regular on Warrior, which is based on a TV show based on an original concept and treatment by Bruce Lee. Hey. That is executive mm. produced by his daughter, Shannon Lee, that I've been meaning to check out forever and I just did not go around to. Warrior? Yeah. When did that come out? It's a couple, there's at least two or three seasons of it. Fuck. I haven't even. I've there are on so that. many. There are so many TV shows. It's impossible. Yeah, true. Who can keep up? Yeah, very, very true. I can't. Keep and up. the amount of times that Ellie and I just like mindlessly watch Big Bang or Shit's Creek just over and over again because we're too tired to actually you, watch anything new. You hurt me so. Yeah, dude. I know. You know, I used to thirst for new movies and TV shows, and now I'm just like, just turn something off so I can stop thinking. Kareem Hardison <laughs> as Malik Brody. What a name! Hey, I know, right? Great name. He got his start on a Cosby Show spinoff I watched when I was a kid called A Different World. I don't really remember him from that, and I was a small child. He looks so fucking familiar. Yeah, you said yeah, that last one. he week. does. I agree with that. I looked at all of his credits, and I couldn't figure out anything that you, Kira, would know him from. I think maybe he looks like someone else. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> we're just remembering him from that Cosby Show spinoff, and it's just, like, not part of our, like... You guys have never seen that fucking Cosby Show spinoff. That Cosby Show spinoff was cancelled before either of you were born. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying it's something that's that old that we could have, like, seen in passing and right. just, like, isn't part of our memory. In movies, he had small roles in White Man Can't Jump. That's probably it. That's well, probably the only that. <laughs> thing that I would know him from. I don't know him from that. And yeah, I've okay. seen that. I know that movie Inside Out, and I don't remember him in that. So he, it must is be, he it like be. prolific like the Coscos or no? He was a working actor. And yeah, we were okay. about to find out. Yeah, yeah true. There's a movie called Gunman, which is good. <laughs> He's in Wes Craven's Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that movie. This movie, and yeah, and then not like I said, like lots of stuff, but not a lot that we would talk about. Interesting. And on TV, he did play the Skull Cowboy in the Crow TV show. Well, there you go. For like one episode. That show is a year after this, 
Is there any lore about why he never made it big? Because he seems like a personality that would. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. He's never been a star, but he's a working actor. He is still working. Yeah, okay. He's very charismatic. Other cast members, of course, I will talk about as they appear. Trailers. Six trailers. Six tonally inappropriate trailers for this movie. (laughs) That is very well said. Okay, so most of the trailers were were not very interesting. Yeah. So I am going to, like, speed through these unless you guys have anything. I have, like, a couple of points about who's in them, but nothing much. First off was David Finch's The Game. What do you get for the man who has everything? Everything. Happy birthday, sir. Thank you, Maggie. I don't like her. So it brings you to town, Conrad. Everything all right? October 12th. Nikki's birthday. This is for you. Consumer Recreation Services. Call that number. Why? They make your life fun. What are you selling? It's a game. A game. Specifically tailored for each participant. John, Next. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. Really? It seems like a good movie, but like, I don't, uh, nothing it's the one. Me. It's the one that I wanted to talk about of the trailers. Oh, really? Yeah, because okay. it's David Fincher, Michael Douglas, Sean Penn, Deborah Unger. It's the film he made in between Seven and Fight Club. So it's kind of a transition film in his career. Right. Where it's kind of like you don't, he's about to go to the, to that next Fincher level with Fight, yeah, with Fight okay. Club, but he's still kind of in Seven Zone. Yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting thing. It blows me out that Seven was before Fight Club. It feels like a time, like a different time. It feels like Fight Club was earlier. I don't know. Maybe the griminess of it, the angstiness of it, makes it feel like a. I don't know. I saw Fight Club at a younger age. I was there in real time and watched them in order, so it doesn't feel like that for me. Yeah. Okay. See, I like as a young man found Fight Club and was like, "Yeah, I'm all about this. Fuck government. Fuck the world. You know." Yeah, no? so you took it the wrong way. Yeah, um, yeah of course. Yeah. Doesn't everyone, when they first see it, and then go, oh, this is saying, this is a parody of itself, essentially. Yeah, it's a satire. Yeah. I mean, the if you pay is, attention so- to the end of the movie, you get that. Yeah, but <laughs> curious, curious about <laughs> lay, like, lay a slap down on me. Hey, I was young and a boy. All right, yeah. I was young and you a girl, the- but I still got it. So smart. Well, no, it's fine, Brody. You're the problem. Um, <laughs> I would like to say that the uh, the URL at the end of this trailer does not work. Oh, oh you, went, you went and looked. That yeah, was very thorough of you. I was curious because there's a dash in the URL, so I thought maybe it could still be around because also mm. how many URLs have dashes in them? An adaptation of Tolstoy's Anna Karenina. Not one gesture of yours shall I, could I ever forget. I don't care, dusty as fuck. Yeah. Very um, dramatic. Wait, this was the one, this is the one with Sean Bean, right? Was it? Are you kidding? Yeah, no, it had Sean Bean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. can you miss Sean Bean? Fucking 006, the Hand of the King or whatever, and um, Boromir. Like, he, the man's a legend. How can you sleep on that guy? Well, you didn't mention Ronan. Um, oh, <laughs> deep cut. 
That's not a deep cut. Yeah. Ronan, isn't that the Robert De Niro movie? Yeah, that's not a fucking deep cut. People love that movie. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was a big movie. Sub down. coming over impact area. Stephen Baldwin, not the selling point you think it is. Again, nope, don't don't care. It's a submarine action movie. Yeah. The Substance of Fire. When Isaac Geldhart was eight years old, he saw the beginnings of a society's destruction, the erasing of the past. For the last 50 years, is still the single most important publisher of serious work in this country. He's devoted his life to making sure it never happens again. It's a but book now. The Substance of Terrible. That movie looks so bad. Tony Goldwyn from Cuffs and Ghost, and that's all I care about. Okay, yeah. here we go. Here's one. Here's one for the kids. Paul Rudd. This looks kind of cool. And Greg Dooley's best friend, Donald Logue. And Ioni Sky from Say Anything, Swoon. <laughs> in a movie that I have never fucking heard of called The Size of Watermelon. It just felt so good. How'd it go? Sucked. So you know, man, what kind of fucked up country we're living in. Gangs fighting on the streets, deficit spending, transsexuals who don't get along with their parents, public schools, private schools, film schools, man. Lost jobs, lost hope, lost wages. It's not working out. How did you two become friends? It's more of an experiment. So what do you do for a living? Is this you getting to know me better? Nah, I think she still likes you. You've been reading those self-help books, haven't you? <laughs> you didn't call. You snuck out. I left a note. I'm really flattered. My whole life I've been waiting for some opportunity to come banging on my door. Is that that fucked out hippie dude? Yeah, that's him. Oh, you don't have a chance, bro. Look, come on. I don't want to get into anything heavy. <laughs> Oh, my God. Hey, pal, you want it all. Is this seat taken? Yeah. This the seems like you were all over it. You couldn't read it either. I could not read no. it. I've got written down the son okay. of whalings. I had to water something. No, no, no. I had to I had to reverse engineer to figure out the fucking title of the movie because I couldn't read it either. So basically I went and looked at the year and then Paul what movies that Paul Rudd had oh released in God. the years and then figured it out and then went back and looked at the trailer and went, oh, yeah, the size of watermelons. Speaking of angst, this movie looks just me. very yeah, angsty. It's a Gen X slacker reality by its slash single slice of life and I really want to see it. Yeah, it feels like something we would have seen. I don't know how I've never heard of this movie. (laughs) And by the way, the title, The Size of Watermelons, is a reference to the state of Paul Rudd's testicles because he cannot get laid. Oh. The Size of Watermelons. He made this movie after Clueless. Yeah, well, the age would indicate that. I mean, he, he looks fucking same. timeless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donald Logue, who you guys probably don't know, I've uh, seen him around. I, I yeah. like him. He's in Blade. He's one of the. He's that's it. Yep. Yeah, uh, Vikings. And basically, whenever he shows up, I'm Vikings. like, oh hey, buddy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I feel like Donald Logue and I are friends, and he doesn't know it. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, one of those true. guys. Yeah, I get that. It's like I think he would be a good hang. I think we would get along. Yeah, he's um, chill. Def Jam's How to Be a Player. Play on, play on. 
I'm what you might call a player. Ten o'clock, Katrina. Hi. Mm, two o'clock, Amber. Yeah, that girl is persuasion. You mean Caucasian. Four o'clock, Robin. Oh. 4.05, Robin's husband. What's that smell? What smell? Just another day in the life of a player. You want to dance? What is life? All I know is a brother who got more than one woman and looking for some more is a pimp. Well, that covers just about every man I know. I don't that's the Mac of this family, the original player. See, a woman who's a player herself wants to be played. Yo, 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 yeah, needs to Oh my God, I feel like I've seen this because like this was the kind of shit that I was watching all the time. Like, first of all, the trailer song, uh, No Diggity, No Doubt. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Def Jam Records. Oh yeah, right. So right. Def Jam songs, Def Jam, Def Jam songs. So I remembered the cover of this movie from the video store, but I never saw it. But I did play Def Jam Fight for New York on PlayStation Two, and that was a good time. Fuck, they were <laughs> everywhere. Who's going to recap the premise of I Drive? We do this. I forget we do well, this how do you every forget? week. <laughs> every week, I'm just thinking about other things like the trailers and shit. I think it's my turn. Yeah, I think it is too. All right, uh, this is a movie about a cybernetic organism. Um, no, no kind of, you know, hey, don't give me that look. This is a man about, this a is a man, man a man in the future who is, oh, fuck, I didn't realize how complicated this movie was. It's not that complicated. It is. This is a man trying to sell his heart to a competing company that is a bioengine and he has to make it to California and it's essentially like a buddy cop kung fu movie. Yeah. I mean, you got there and all the parts were in the wrong order, but it was fine. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> This movie is not in the blockbuster guide to movies from 1998. Really? Nor is it in the Helliwells from the year 2000. What? Whoa. Why? No Janet Maslin. Oh. And. She's so, damn it. Wait, I could find no reviews from 1998. Did people wow. forget this movie existed? There are a bunch of newer reviews because this movie has gone a little bit of a, on a little bit of a rediscovery journey over the past few years. So it should. Which leads me through to. It's backstory mm. or my backstory with it. I didn't know that this movie existed until 2020. Huh. What? When director of Everly and my only naturally occurring enemy, Joe Lynch, tweeted about this movie. He's not your natural. The gang is that I say yeah. that about lots of people. I know, but. You mean Alex Trebek? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's from something. <laughs> no, no, no. That's from our lives. Okay. <laughs> what did he do to you? <laughs> He asked me questions. <laughs> right. He gave me the answers and then didn't give me the questions. Oh, yes. Fuck you, Alex. I'll take fuck you, Alex, for 200. We miss you, Alex. Uh, Joe Lynch tweeted about Drive and about how awesome it was. I was like, okay, well, I trust Joe Lynch. By the way, check out his podcast, The Movie Crypt. It's fantastic. And I'd seen the cover a few times because of this type of movies that I tend to watch on streaming services and it was recommended to me on Amazon Prime. I feel like there's a thousand movies with that cover that's just well, not Well, that's this movie. the thing is that I had always <laughs> skipped the cover, skipped it because it looked like a generic action movie. It's two flown heads in an explosion. Like yeah. the movie's called Drive. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, eh, I don't know, whatever. I put it on and as I'm watching it, I get flooded with memories because I've seen this fucking movie. Ah. <laughs> I was going to say he's breaking the format yeah, of I know. the podcast. <laughs> I saw this movie when it fucking came out. I saw ah. this movie in 1997. 
I had just forgotten that this movie existed. What, and so from, apparently has everybody else. From what I could, do the mental maths, but I can't figure it out. From what I could figure out, that this is kind of like late stage watching movies with my dad because ah. I stopped going to my grandparents' place on Sundays in like 98, right? So it it's probably around this time. I just don't remember it the way I did. I do yeah. younger, younger movies. I was like, I fucking know this movie. The yeah. whole thing was so familiar to me. I even showed you pieces of it. Some bits did feel familiar. Yeah. You came home. I think I watched it where you were out of the house or you were doing something else. And then I was like, check this out. And I showed you pieces of this pieces of this movie. That's why hmm. I felt familiar. So I thought I was imagining things. <laughs> this movie did not get a cinema release. It was straight to VHS. That's a shame. And in the US, 20 minutes were cut out of it. What 20 minutes? What 20 minutes? We'll talk about it as we get through it. We watched... And the version that I have on VHS. Is there bits where they don't talk in English? <laughs> yeah, some of them. <laughs> so we watched the what's called the international version or the UK version, which only became available in the US when this movie came out on DVD. Huh. And I will highlight what was cut out as we kind of talk through it. By the way, there is a 4K version coming out. Wow. On September 13, which is the future for us. But it's today if you were listening to the podcast on the day it comes out. Hey. Exciting. So, so you guys should all go watch the 4K version. Yeah. That's and I'll be. put a link in the description so you can buy it from Amazon and well done that money. Well done <laughs> on that, Ken. That's random. We never have good timing like that. Yeah. I know, right? It's almost like brand synergy. <laughs> look, yeah. at, look at us being topical. Yeah, we should have probably got them to sponsor us. I know. <laughs> Shall we talk our way through Drive? Yes, nah, please. I don't think so. No, don't <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. I just yeah. want to know the backstory. Yeah, we can just talk shit about I'm, I don't know. Brody can um, tell us about <laughs> being horny. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. No, if that's, if that's the option, let's go with. So it starts with um, Baby Iron Chef. It's the future of 2008, although nobody ever says that in the movie. It just says that on the back of the box. And it looks a hell of a lot like 1997. Yeah, it's like tiny, <laughs> tiny touches of the future. Yeah. It's, it's a sprinkling of future. I feel like it's never had that 2008 in the original like intent of the movie. It yeah, was just, just like, well, we need are, to market it. Yeah, another world. It's like another dimension where like this company is extremely advanced. Yeah. But I think you probably could have just said the Chinese government have invented a thing. Right. And people would have believed it. Like yeah. they would have been fine with that. It's a but, movie. <laughs> wait, video phones. <laughs> it was, it was. That was actually, I was thinking about that and the iPhone came out in 2007. So they're actually not that far off. But also, ahead of the game. isn't it like exactly the Back to the Future video phones as well? Except like more mobile? No, they're bigger and they're made by Black & Decker. Oh. What, in this movie? No, in Back to the Future. <laughs> How did you pick up the brand? I've never seen that. I watch movies Black with and, my eyes. Right? I watch movies Isn't with my Isn't Black & Decker like a hardware brand? Yeah. Isn't Black & Decker the ones that made that? The great, sexy appliances. The sexy appliance ad? The oh, yeah. Sexy <laughs> oh, okay, let's not get distracted. So yeah, right sorry, sidetrack. So much to talk about. At the docks of San Francisco, a cargo ship is being unloaded, and we know some dodgy shit's going down because there are guys <laughs> with suits and machine guns. Yeah, there is some heavy Uzi play here. Yeah. Um, but just from these like opening shots, it felt like a Kung, Wu, Kung Fu movie. It yeah. felt, it, it had it. And I like, from like word yeah. go, I was like, I'm, I'm already loving this movie. This mm -hmm. is great. It's got me. In the hold, Toby Wong is sneaking around and he pulls out a portable mini disc video player. <laughs> 
Is it Technology? a mini disc? It does mini-disc. have a mini disc player. It's got in a mini disc yeah. player in it. Were they a thing at this stage? Yeah. Wow. But they're so low saturated. The technology. On the mini disc video player, there is a woman wishing him happy birthday and telling him that she's excited to see him in three days. <laughs> which you would all know if you spoke Cantonese because it is not subtitles on it the VHS. Really yeah. yeah, I had to like stop and figure out if I could put subtitles on and I couldn't. So I was like fucking keying. Is there ever, is there a version that has subtitles? Do you think the 4K version might have subtitles? <laughs> it, it might. It should. He says out loud in response, Michelle, my journey is almost over, also in Cantonese. This is cut out of the US version. Aha. Uh-huh. This whole fucking subplot is cut out of the US version. There is no Michelle in the US version. Yeah. I mean, it's not Just needed. because it's not in English? It does provide a motivation for why he sells. So in the US yeah, version, true. there is no motivation for why he decides to sell the turbo drive to an American company. Yeah, you would just make the leap that he's not happy doing yes. what he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Arriving at the docks are some goons led by anime cowboy cosplay enthusiast Dick Madison, <laughs> Did played else- with zeal by John Piper Ferguson. Yeah, he's great, first of all. But um, did anyone else think that this is exactly where they took the, the look for the guy in... Um, Wild Wild West. You know the guy in the wheelchair with the like, nah? I've never seen that movie. What? I was an adult when that movie came out. Ah, it's and so I know much better. Fun. So <laughs> much fun. John Piper Ferguson is an Australian. Oh. What? He's an Aussie. Well done. Yep. Well Did done to him. Did not pick that. He's a pretty consistent worker, but not in much else we'd talk about. On TV, though, he was in Battlestar Galactica. Hey. And it's spin-off, spin-off Caprica. As who? In Battlestar Galactica, I think think it's just like a one episode role and then in Caprica he's the head of the competing technology company that is trying oh. to steal the tech of, I don't remember Caprica real well yeah, yeah. vaguely vaguely he also I looks can real different because it's a long time later yeah he plays top dollar in the crow stairway to heaven fuck <laughs> Why is everybody in this movie? So three people, the, the three leads of this movie are all in that TV and show. And the director and the producer aren't, didn't work on no. that show. That's weird. Yeah. It's just, uh, I think Casting it's Casting director? Yeah. Or Mark DeCoscos bringing in, bringing uh, in people he likes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that stars of things can have that kind of stuff. On a TV show, maybe, yeah. If they're also oh. maybe a producer. He's also the only cast member of this movie that is in the 2011 movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Hey. Is he? And this is the only time I'll be mentioning that film on the podcast. He plays a bearded redneck. Vic is there because there is a stowaway on board. Mm-hmm. And Toby jumps onto some cargo that's being craned out of the hold and is spotted by a guy. Is this a reverse shot or is this on wires? When oh, he the jumps? jump up? Yeah. It's a, uh, it might be a reverse. It could be wires. Okay. There is some reverse stuff later. Yeah, okay. I thought there was some reverse stuff. Yeah, I mean, they use every fucking trick in the book in this. <laughs> yeah, they really do. The editing in this opening is sharp. Editing for impact, as we've discussed. Good job. Yeah, thank you. Toby gets spotted and Vic and co run on board. Toby is cornered on top of the cargo. I wish they'd explained why they're not shooting him up front because it was so frustrating well, until they, they did. <laughs> they do in the Cantonese. Oh, so there's a scarred goon that tells him to get down and he flips off. And <laughs> So much flipping. The exchange is, what now? Kill me and destroy the merchandise. And then the scarred goon tells his co-goons to shoot him in the legs because they can't shoot him. That was so weird when I was watching so that. So they just sometimes. play that same beat again later in English. In English, yeah. yeah. But they just don't explain it here. <sighs> 
I don't understand why they didn't just did, – did they not used to subtitle, subtitle things? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I remember that back in the day, like just not having subtitles and you kind of just had to figure it out from the it's, context of the scene. It's not subtitled on Amazon Prime. Yeah. In, the, in the US cut. Right, right. Is it so – there are VHS movies with subtitles, right? Yeah, like, of course. Like yeah. That's a thing that is common. Yes. So there's no logical reason no. why they wouldn't have done – that's weird. Other than the producers not giving a shit. But it's a it plot point a thing, for the movie that they created. Would it have been a thing of like US audiences going in and seeing the subtitles and going, oh, I don't want to watch a movie in subtitles and possibly I like not watching you'd it? You'd rather have subtitles than just another language that you can't understand. True. I don't know. We get our first fight and it's already great. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's super Hong Kong style. Yeah. Brought, brought to the West and brought to the West before it would be brought to the West in the main in the mainstream. There are some real kung fu like early kung fu vibes to these fights so so much spinning so many spinning kicks so many flips so many stunt guys getting murked on falls yeah which is like, a, like <laughs> is. dudes breaking their backs on a piece of on a piece of equipment what i really appreciated is with early kung fu movies there's lots of flips and spins and stuff like that but it's not obscene and there's actually like a strong choreograph to a fight scene mm-hmm. right and then you've got things like uh, Power Rangers, which are obscene flips. They're basically all gymnasts yeah. doing stuff. It's also like, it's very theatre style, which yeah. is like we exaggerate all the moves so that everything reads correctly. Yeah. And this is kind of like in between. In between, yes, in between. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's great. I love styles. it because it, it is in between a strong Kung Fu movie and that theatre play. It's exaggerated, but, but not over-exaggerated. And everything reads. And, and the other thing is, is that it's shot in long sequences. So you can yes. just see everything that's happening. What's also brilliant Which is about- the best way to do that. Yes. I think what the reason for the really theater kind of flippy fighting is to exaggerate the fact that these are like supermen yeah. fighting. Yes. And well, he is. Yes. But there's this one bit which I think really shows, in this start anyway- um, where the editing is really sharp, where he flips off the boat and spins off the boat. I love that. That yeah. was my and favorite. It, and, it cuts and it's just like there's something about the editing there that just really sells it. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. Yeah. He does a spin flip off the boat it's as Vic's flip. goons are running. And as Vic gets there, he says, Call off the search in Hong Kong. Toby Warren just hit Frisco. At a dive bar, Malik is working on a song and day drinking. I love Malik. I knew you were yeah, Malik. Yeah, he's fucking cool, man. And I love the bartender this who wants scene, him to have a solid breakfast so it gives him bar nuts. A solid breakfast is important. This <laughs> conversation just straight off the bat, I I fucking love it. Yeah. They're just I the love best. both of these characters. Yeah. <laughs> the yes. bartender should the have stayed around more. The bartender's only in one scene. I don't care. He's one of my favourites. <laughs> we find out that Malik has recently been dumped and is down on his luck, hence the breakfast beer. And then Toby enters and sits next to him at the bar and orders a beer. And where did he get that trench coat from? Yeah, I noticed that too. He stole it. Just quickly before we move on, the things like the dialogue is actually really good in this movie. Everything plays really good in this movie. So why was it not a theatrical release? Because it's a low-budget Hong Kong-style action movie that had no money behind it and producers that didn't believe in it. No money. It fucking is Like in terms of from an advertising point of view. Right. Right. So it just disappeared on VHS. It's incredible that it did. It's a shame. It's a good time. Mm. Malik shows him what he's working on. It's it's a hit song. 
I got a hit song right here. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he does. Nah. No, I don't think so either. Two of Vic's suited goons come in and open fire, and Toby throws Malik over the bar, the and then Power Ranger dives out of the way. <laughs> the height and length that he gets on his dive behind That's the bar is fucking yeah. obscene. Yeah. The bartender pulls a shotgun, and bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> he just gets killed. I was very shotgun? upset. That yeah, gun he that he's holding was fucking, looked like a future gun. No, it's just, I think it's just a shotgun. Okay. Um, I really wanted him yeah. to stay. Yeah. And they made you care about him real quickly yeah. and then cut him down. Hey, fight two, uh, Toby versus the goons who he just takes apart at speed. It's great. Right. The U S version replaces the orchestral score in the version that we watched with electronic music, with a tinge of techno mm. through all the fights. That's a shame. Okay. I actually think it's better. Really? I feel like the orchestral score is, feels sounds really cheap to me. But it's it plays well with the comedy beats. The techno plays real good too. With it the amps up the fights. Yeah, interesting. The producers thought the movie was too long. Took out 20 minutes, added a techno, it is too added long. A techno soundtrack. And also more songs throughout as well. Do you think those choices were good? Yeah, actually I do. Do you think that is have unusual you seen the shorter cut? Yeah. Is shorter cut better? So the shorter cut is on Amazon Prime. And better because you can it's, rip 20 minutes out of this film, I it's reckon. It's breezier, yeah. Okay, I don't know. It'd be really weird of me to be against the director of a movie, mm. right? But I kind of feel like the version that we watched does meander a couple of times, yeah. So I watched the shorter cut last night on Amazon Prime, mm. and it's real breezy, yeah. Like it just moves faster through things. One's not better than the other, but one does have. It also just kind of plays a little bit better. I don't know. Okay. We'll talk about what they cut throughout and you guys can kind of figure out whether you think that that stuff is any good or not. Vic is just smoking and chilling, waiting for I don't know what. And Toby gets cornered standing on a pool table and we get the shoot his legs. Yeah. And he jumps, hangs upside down on a chandelier and spins as he fires a machine gun, killing three dudes. Yeah. And then as Malik tries to crawl away, Vic points a gun in his head and uses him as a shield while he tries to talk to Toby, telling him to give up or he'll kill Malik. Um, I just love Malik in this scene. Okay. Like I think you're going to love Malik in every scene. Well, the fact that he's getting in between, this is where the comedy beats start to come in and it's just good banter. Outside, the police skid up to the bar and storm in and Vic plays damsel after yeah. tossing Malik to this Toby. This is funny. Awesome. Hey, I got a wife and a family and kids and everything. Thank God you're here. And then Toby uses him as a fucking hostage to get out to get out of the bar. So good. So Such good play. You know what I mean? The younger cop is David Hayter, who is the Giver in Giver Dark Hero. Ah, shit. And is more famously known as the original English voice of Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid. Oh, fuck. As well as being the screenwriter of the movies X-Men, X-Men 2. What? Watchmen, and the upcoming live-action Voltron movie, if it ever gets made. Oh, my God. Crazy. The voice of Snake wrote those movies? Yep. Holy shit. Yep. That's mad. David Hayter. Fuck yeah. Malik has a pretty sweet Mustang, and they tear out. Not for long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Toby's holding the gun on Malik and telling him to drive, and yeah, they have to swerve to avoid a truck, and the Mustang careens off some parked cars, fucking up one of its side panels. Yeah. And, like, taking a bit of the other car with it. And (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Just as a little hat. Yeah. And Malik is very upset about it. Oh, my fate! 
your paint? You're gonna get us killed. Easy, easy, easy. Did I scare you? I'm sorry. Did I put your life in danger? In this exchange back and forth, I don't know about you, but I know uh, the Costco's from Iron Chef, so mm. I was expecting him to have a way deeper voice. Right. Anyone well, else? Older. Yeah. Didn't, so I did people's not voices get that. deeper as they oh, like more gravelly as they get older. Shit. What so happened with mine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Toby tries to tell Malik that he's not the bad guy and Malik is kind of nervous and goes for a smoke. Yeah, and well, it's hard to believe that you're not the bad guy when you're pointing a gun at me. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he also is kind of the bad guy. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, he is stealing shit. Don't smoke in the car. <laughs> that was a weird bit. That Could was fu- not I smoke? thought that was Wait, funny. he smokes later, doesn't he? I don't think he smokes through the movie. I liked that. I liked Malik's re- reaction. I'm sorry. You don't want me to smoke in my car? Can I open a window and smoke? Oh, this is fucking you. This is fucking ah. You know what? You're right. I'm going to quit. I don't know who died and left you Surgeon General, but you're absolutely right. I'm going to quit. Tell me something. Tell me one thing. How long do I have to put up with this shit? Where are we going? So He's great. Toby tells Malik that he's headed to LA, that they're driving all the way to LA, and Malik just stops the car. And he's like, no fucking way. <laughs> and then Toby puts the gun back on him and tells him that he doesn't have a choice. On a highway, Vic is watching TV with his sloppy head goon, Hedgehog, played by Tracy Walter. He is Bob the Goon. I knew I knew this the guy. Joker's, Where's he from? He's the Joker's right-hand man in the 1989 Batman movie. Oh, no, I don't know him from that. That is his on-screen credit, Bob the Goon. Mm. Which is why I call all henchmen goons. Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah, I know him from something else. Real familiar he's face, in, though. He's in stuff. I yeah. didn't write down his whole thing. He's Bob the Goon. Also, does anyone else think that this is like probably like a production van that they had for like on set? Why are they traveling around in an RV? Because so not super villainy. Because it's a weird choice, and this movie is down with making weird choices. <laughs> it's about me. Yeah. The TV show that they are watching. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck is that show? Because It's the Future is a show where criminals are beaten up by women in leotards for having done crimes. I'd watch that show. (laughs) Well, Hedgehog, he doesn't want to watch that show. He wants to watch Walter the Einstein Frog. You know what this show gives me vibes It just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back. This vibe gives me- Fucking Hypnotoad, right? No, yeah, kind of. I didn't think about that. All hail Hypnotoad. No, it reminds me of- um, Cut in Hypnotoad. And the grand prize winner, the Hypnotoad. All glory to the Hypnotoad. Ah, oh, shit. It's just fallen out of my head when you said that. Uh, uh, dark Side. No, the hospital one. Um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Side. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know about. what he's no? talking no? about. No? Oh, you would fucking love that. Okay. Send me a link. I really like the dynamic between these two. It's one of those things where the bad guys have something the, else to do rather the, than just yeah. being bad guys. The henchmen have a cute relationship yeah. with each other. Guess what? Cut out of the US version. The scenes In the US version, the scene starts with Vic calling back to his boss in Hong Kong. That seems like a clean cut, but also that I love seems, henchmen yeah, business. Yeah, henchmen business is good. I vote no to that. Vic and Hedgehog lose quite a bit of business through the course of the movie. I vote no on those choices. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. 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 So, and Vic talks via video phone. It's the future to Mr. Lau in Hong Kong. <laughs> Mr. Lau is played by James Shigato, head of the Nakatomi Corporation, Mr. Takagi in Die Hard. Oh, shit. Joseph Yoshinobu Takagi. Vic has bad news. He is yet to recover their property. And we learn that there will be consequences for Vic should the object end up in the hands of the Luang Corporation's 
competition. And then he stares longingly at what seems to be a metal heart surrounded by kunai. Yeah, it's inside. Yeah, I imagine the so, but I was like, what the yeah, fuck is he looking at? It's a weird choice. It's on a tripod, like it's a also tripod like made not expressly made like a tripod made out. of knives. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's, it's a little weird. Uh, Walter, you've just saved the son, the life of the president's son. <laughs> Hypnotoad is the greatest. It's fucking Hypnotoad. <laughs> it's Hypnotoad before Hypnotoad. Yeah. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Hypnotoad. This show's been going downhill since season three. At a police roadblock, Toby and Malika stopped. Malika's <laughs> signaling the cops for help. Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> and they ask Toby what his name is. No, no. You should, Brody. You should know this. I one. didn't. I didn't track what the name was. What was it? Toby gives his name as Samo Hung. Nah, you don't know Samo Hung. You love Jackie Chan. You don't know Samo Hung. <sighs> yeah, drop it. As I wrote in my notes, can. it's fantastic if you know, and if you don't know, you don't know. Nah, tell me. Samo Hung is a star and director of Hong Kong action movies, including many fucking Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. He's in a bunch of Jackie Chan movies. He's Jackie's offsider in a bunch of bunch of his movies. From Funnily enough, movies. I don't have a great history with Hong Kong uh, action movies. I love them, but I don't know them very well. We talked about Jackie Chan. I thought you knew. I love Jackie Chan movies. That's a different Jackie Chan. I know pretty well, but I'm people's names and other people around people. They don't stick. Yeah, the cops are crooked and they arrest them both. Boom and crew reflections all over this fucking scene. <laughs> just in the in the windscreen of the car, right. uh, well like picked all, up, like all over it. Well picked up, like noticed it on the VHS. Noticed it even more in the HD version of Amazon Prime. <laughs> I love how indignant Malik is. Mm. This motherfucker shot thirty people in a bar. Yeah, look at this big ass gun. <laughs> You're not going to say anything about his big ass gun. Yeah, I'm the kidnapper. He's the kidnapper. You're under arrest. Under arrest. I'm a fucking hostage, man. What are you talking about? This motherfucker shot 30 people in a bar. Tell him. Say something, motherfucker. Say something. Hey, knock it off. Tell him hey, how you just shot 30 people in a bar. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you. Hey, that's enough. Jesus. That's enough. Let's go. What about that big-ass gun he got? Yeah, put a face down like they do the brothers and wives. I'm a hostage. <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm the hostage E, not the yeah. hostage er. yeah. <laughs> The cops drive them to a quarry. Uh-oh. They're already like halfway in the quarry and he's like, oh, we're not going to the police yeah, station. No, this, is, this doesn't seem like downtown. <laughs> yeah. And the cops handcuff them together. But those handcuffs. Those are, are weird handcuffs. handcuffs. Okay. <laughs> I've got business with the handcuffs. I thought you would. Malik says, I knew they weren't real cops. And Toby says, they're real cops and real dirty. And one of the cops sucker punches Toby oh, and he no sells it Terminator this. style. Yeah, fucking love this. And he, then Malik, the how good is Malik? He's like, oh, you slow your roll, big fella. This is the original five fingers of death right here. The cops just leave. <laughs> yeah. So that our boys can get picked up. And Do you think they'd stay with them? But it's okay because Vic and his friends are already there. Malik tries to talk his way out of it because that's what Malik does in every scene of this movie. Yeah. Hey, Bob Marley, quit your wailing. No, I didn't even hear that. Did not hear Fuck. that. No. Is that racist? There are a few Probably. things that I was like, is that oh, racist? Later. Yeah. Later, there is <laughs> yeah. a big section. Vic and Hedgehog banter about the previous times that they've spent in a quarry and murdered people. This gravel pit puts me in mind of that little trip we took to Kentucky a few years back. Was that when we took out the governor? Uh-uh, that was New Mexico. 
Kentucky was the VP of psychoplasmics. Mm. You remember that roast chicken we ate? Huh? <laughs> Damn, that was good. Them little garlic taters. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, they're great. Yeah, yeah, I think this movie's a lot of fun. Yeah, every everything in it is fun, but yeah, it probably. Could I think be there's out. a lot of fucking round in this movie. Yeah. I think there's a lot of improv. Vic orders Malik to be killed, mm-hmm. and Toby pulls him out of the way of a gunshot and fight three. Fight Classic. Three. Two guys handcuffed together having to work as a team fight. And this yep. is this it's is awesome. We thought the other fight scenes were long compared to modern comparisons, but this is long as shit, and I love it. There's one later that was much longer. Yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, um, the steel cable of the handcuffs just changes lengths through the whole fight to suit whatever <laughs> yeah. it is that they need to do. How how funny is the um, at the start of the fight when they're running away, how he goes to jump through a hole? Like it's so unnecessary, like getting caught up because Malik can't do the same yeah. jump. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. There is an, before that, there's an awesome bit where they flip a goon on the wire to kick Hedgehog. And then there's another awesome part where Malik is in the way. He's between Toby and Vic. And yes. he hits his he head keeps, against He keeps him. like uh, duck, telling him to duck and then uses his headbutt. Yeah. Pushes his head that to headbutt. great. Him. I forgot about that. Like all the business is great. Yeah. And then once everybody's down, they run climbing through equipment and Toby goes high and Malik goes low. And I they love get, this and they get hung up and then Toby has to like flip around yeah, to get fantastic. through. Is it's it very just, cute. Is it just me or is handcuff fights like they're like standard kung fu action. It's it's something that reoccurs. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, I love that kung fu yeah, fight. Two dudes, yeah, handcuff kung fu. two dudes handcuffed together that yeah. have to fight, learn to fight together. Yeah, 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 it's great. Vic chews out a goon. It's like on Sesame Street. The big guy and the little guy. Shoot the little <laughs> guy in the legs and the big guy in the head. Kadeemon... Mark look about the same size yeah, to me. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't think that that was a good enough description. Yeah. No. By the way, all the way through this scene, it cuts between fucking pouring rain in the background. No, I missed that. Didn't even know. And How blue, did I and miss blue that? Skies. That's incredible. We were too distracted by the handcuffs. All the stuff with yeah. that underneath the machinery, there is water all over the ground and it is raining and it's raining in the background. You don't even fucking notice. Congratulations to the editor. Yep. Fucking well done. They end up climbing up on top of some equipment, like conveyors and excavators and shit. It's quarry shit. I don't know about quarry shit. (laughs) There is a fucking great gag where Toby uses a cable to disarm and then trap and flip a dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, I was like, holy shit, that's fucking, that's fucking awesome. I mean, it's It's all done in, it's done in cuts. Yeah, because you have to, the cable's not going to flip that dude. No, but it's, but it's fantastic. He ends up fighting Vic and more goons with complications because of the handcuff. Toby tries a flying sidekick, gets, gets pulled down short because of the leak. That was so good. The, the breaths that are taken into the, the breaths. I'll say that probably the, on the breaths that are taken within this action, um, like Vic explaining the big and little guy, um, like on Sesame Street, the the guy, uh, uh, there's a beat before where he goes to reach for a gun and can't get it because Malik's trying to run. And then the flying psychic where he falls, those beats where it's just like takes a break. Yeah, they managed to actually keep the characters going through the fight Well scene. said, yes, that's so true. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> the pride in your eyes. <laughs> because a good fight is about character and story. It's an expression of who that person is and how they deal with the situation that they're in. Oh, and that's well what this and that's what this movie does fucking fantastically. Yeah. There is never a piece of action that doesn't make sense for who it is performing it 
and what their objectives are because their objectives are always fucking clear in yep. every fucking scene. Great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mark Dacoscos says that when I've seen my work in other movies, when it comes to fight scenes, I always start picking it apart. Oh, that was a bad angle for this. Or I should have done this or that. He talks about when he saw Drive, he was happy because everything flowed and was in context. And when it got That's to the awesome. fight scenes, it just captured not just the movement and the moment, but the emotion. Yeah. Which so he's talking about the same thing that I'm that I'm talking about. He just thinks that he had really good chemistry with everyone and that every so often something comes together and is really, really special. And drive is ridiculously special for him. He thinks it works on an acting level and also as an action picture for, for him. I will say as well, just to those points, the the acting isn't dropped during the fights as well. Like they are doing the face actions. There is emotion in those quiet little beats. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they end up... As- I have a question. Sure. So obviously Mark Dacoscus can do his own stunts. The goon, the main goon guy. Vic. Vic. Does, is it always him or does he have a double? There's a mix. There's I doubles. So. There's definitely doubles in there. There's doubles for Dacoscus in there. Yeah, there's got to be yeah. for a couple yeah, there of is. things. There's some, stuff that, there's some stuff that is maybe even not particularly beyond him but is maybe more dangerous that's not mm. him. Yeah. But there's somebody better suited within the stunt team to perform, to perform that. There's move. some shit at the yeah. motel that definitely couldn't be Dacoscos. Yeah, but but yeah. big chunk, like obviously massive chunks of it are because you yeah. see his face all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they end up escaping because Toby spots a wire with a <laughs> hook and a bucket on this it. This is hilarious. So good. Yeah. He yells bucket and Malik grabs the bucket and the hook slides away. And he says, what do you want the bucket for? So he didn't want the bucket. He wanted the hook. It's brilliant. So they have to, of course, slide down on the ha- on the wire of the handcuffs. And the flip he does to get around the wire is smooth yeah. as fuck. Vic ends up shooting the wire and they fall, but it's, but it's fine. And then the handcuffs are so hot that they have to dunk their hands in cold water <laughs> yeah. like they're in a fuck. They bolt back to the car which by the way is like just around the corner because this it was the shortest fucking drive ever the quarry <laughs> gate is right near the car like okay we've been praising this movie but there is some screwing there is some dumb it's shit like, but this like, also no doesn't matter at all no one will ever care no one yeah. will ever care <laughs> it doesn't matter at all yeah they don't really uh, need to do fuck. it either they could have just had them steal a different car yeah but they need the car because they need to fix the car. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. they do need just to before, fix the car. Just before we get too far ahead, there are some shots in this quarry fight scene that are actually, like, quite beautiful. There's a shot where um, our villain Vic shoots his gun and the dust that's on yeah, the quarry on the ground, thing shoots up. Yeah, there's a little shockwave. Yeah. You should watch this movie in HD. Really? Yeah, it's fucking gorgeous. The cut, like, so, again, the VHS You is, can watch it in 4K. I can't. You can buy the, buy the 4K. Yeah. Actually really quite colourful and the colour of course is drained the fuck out in the VHS and it has a really the HD scan that is on Amazon Prime is a really good scan and it just has a real actually has a really beautiful look to it probably because film yeah yeah and and even towards the end in the final fight that's all like really colourful yeah and it's not on the VHS it is flattened out it's flattened way flattened out yeah so I watched him in HD. Okay. Vic fires at them, but they drive away. He's angry. The gun accidentally goes off. I like the little moment where the gun accidentally goes off. Mm. Malik's yelling at Toby that it's time for him to download some information for him. Why are they trying to kill him and not kill Toby? And it's because Toby is too valuable. Great question though, Malik. <laughs> yeah. I would have that question at this point too. And Malik stops the car because Toby doesn't have a gun anymore, so he can't threaten him. They're done. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the term bioengine? Yeah, that sounds like Beaver Cleaver saying fire engine. No, it's high-tech slang. 
It means biological energy module. Doesn't it just mean biological engine? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even pick that up. Why are you going to overcomplicate it? <laughs> biological engine is right there. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you. Toby has one in his chest. That's an amazing coincidence because Malik has one in his ass. Yeah. <laughs> a little brown one. A little brown one. <laughs> Toby does some exposition for us. He worked for the Red Chinese government in Hong Kong after they took over from the British in 1997 because it's the future. They oh, it- <laughs> I didn't pick that up either. Fuck, I'm thick. Because the British yeah. handed over Hong Kong yeah. in 1997. They put it in him. A prototype. It's not even the real deal. It's like fucking beta shit. It's like pre-alpha. Yeah. It's a pre-alpha. Turns out it's the best though. Apparently. (laughs) And he's headed to LA to sell it to a company named Contech, Continental Technologies, for $5 million. Malik does not believe him. Yeah. Interesting. On the back of the VHS, it tells you that it makes him fight good. And at the end of the movie, it becomes clear that that is part of the power of this thing. He does not explain that to Malik. He says that it makes him stronger and his reflex better. Faster. He's stronger and he's got faster reflexes. I feel like he could have spelled that out a bit, like exactly why it's cool. Well, he's also... Because he he clearly can fight without it. Yeah. Also, you don't want to keep it. Yeah. But like, this is is the thing. Like, I started to think, is he like killing himself by giving this to someone? Because it's his heart. No, no, no. They're just going to put a new one in there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We're not going to worry about the ethics of that. (laughs) Yeah, and he doesn't doesn't really get into the kind of. Has he got his original heart somewhere? Yeah. Is he just going to go to the front of a line for a heart transplant? Yeah. He doesn't get into the details of like why he's doing it other than obviously $5 million, but like, he doesn't give any. He does Real talk about why he does talk about it later. Does he? Yeah. Not really though. He mentions some we'll, we'll mo- get, motivators. Yeah. He mentions motivation, which I right. think is enough. And we'll get to it. Yeah. I feel like in another movie we would would have gotten a bit more of an explanation yeah. as to why we're here. But again, does not ruin this movie really, at all. It doesn't ruin it, no. <laughs> I just had questions. Yes, yes. Toby offers Malik half the money to take him to LA. Like, Which no, was a that's a lot of money. Terrible negotiator. Not half. And was he about to offer him more? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's like he doesn't want the money. Yeah, yeah but he does want the money. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to offer him like one yeah. of um, the five. Yeah. <laughs> Malik considers, but he can't do it. They go to Malik's ex-house. It's his old house to get the cuffs off. As they're kind of wandering around, She's remodeled the house. Yeah. They look at a family photo and you really let yourself go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was like him just like going to like a friend's house or something and he like broke in. Uh, the family photo really confused he me. He says at the beginning that this is used to be my house. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I thought he might have been lying when we saw that photo. That portion of the scene, not in the US version. The US version starts in the garage with them sawing the cuff off and Malik's ex, Carolyn, opening the garage. So that means all the cheeseburger shit is cut as well. Yes, and also the family photo is cut out of it. So when in a second when he makes a reference to that that family photo, it doesn't make sense because we haven't seen the family photo in the US cut. Interesting. Hey. Yeah, so you got to be careful when you make cuts. Yeah. yeah. His ex, Carolyn, is Sana Lathan. I hope that I'm pronouncing that correctly. The year after this movie, she will play Blade's mother in Blade. Oh, fuck. And a few years later, she will star in Alien vs. Predator. Oh, fuck. She's the star of Alien vs. Predator. Is that her? Yes. Is that Blade's mum? That's Blade's mother. Holy shit. Yes. Malik explains that Toby kidnapped him, but it's okay because he's going to let him go. Uh, What the hell is going on? Take it easy, Carolyn. I can explain. Uh, 
this guy here, he kidnapped me, but now he's gonna let me go. Oh my God, are you in trouble with the law? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm good. But, uh, but he's on some other shit. They're gonna fry his ass. And they get into an argument about how Carolyn has left Malik's daughter Bree with the asshole, her new partner. <laughs> oh, I forgot the asshole is silent. Yeah, he's a cheeseburger. That's great. Have we already said the bit how it's like, are you in trouble with the law again? He's like, oh, not me, but they're on this guy's ass. (laughs) Being a cheeseburger is better than being an aimless, irresponsible fool. Saw your handcuffs off and leave. Mm. I feel like she should have had more questions about why they were in the handcuffs. In that circumstance. Also, the movie needs to move along at this point. I agree. But in terms of realistic characters, (laughs) I would have more questions than just get out of my house. Just, just saw your handcuffs off and go, it's like, why are you in handcuffs? Yeah. I mean, which she does ask, but she does not care about the answer. Yeah. (laughs) Malik says, I hate Steve. And Toby (laughs) says, me too. Are they becoming friends? I think he they might be. Toby really wants to be friends. He does. He didn't <laughs> want to before, but he turned. I yeah. don't think Toby has friends. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He'd like some, though. I think his closest friend was Vic. Is it Vic? Who's our villain? Yeah, Vic. Vic. I think they were friends because there's a line coming up that seems to insinuate that well, they, they used work to work together. together. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes it a sad turn of events. <laughs> Friends. Great pickup. Great pickup on that. Listen, this is a great movie, but not all of it makes sense. <laughs> it also just doesn't aren't fucking thought through. Yeah. Malik drives Toby to the bus station to drop him off because he's going to go find a new favorite oh, bar. Brilliant lines here. Malik is sorry the kidnapping thing didn't work out. <laughs> they talk a little bit about Caroline. Toby thinks that she's still in love with him. She still loves you. And I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, man. Yeah. They say goodbye. And as Toby is heading in, Malik spots some goons that are waiting for Toby. And he actually decides not to help and drive and drives away. Mm. Also, they haven't bonded enough for this moment for the, the turn. You know what I mean? They haven't really bonded enough for this. I think they have in the sense that he sees that danger is coming. Yeah, that is a motivator. Yeah, it's not, I like, you. it's not like he just came back because he was going to end up going on this adventure and then happened across some danger. He saw danger, tried to go away, and then was like, oh, no, I really can't let that guy die. Yeah, true. True, true, true. I've seen my comment. Inside the station, Toby is in line to buy a ticket and he sees the goons come in in the makeup compact of a woman standing in front of him. Very convenient makeup compact. I mean, it's almost like she's holding it there on purpose so that he can see them. At yeah. a particular it's almost like the scene was designed. Isn't so that necessarily. Also, Who can't. does their makeup in the line to buy a t- <laughs> <laughs> ticket? Yeah. Um, but this this is something that people do in movies all the time. They make up in public while they're just like standing around. They're standing randomly, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Speaking of things that are in movies a lot, is this bus station in more shit? Because I swear I, it's familiar. He shall not name 20 movies that this <laughs> bus station has to in. to it. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. But he could. You have definitely seen it in other movies, and if it ever comes up again, I'll point it out. But right now you can go both fucking <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Just because we know that you have information. I didn't write it down. I was like, oh, I've seen this place before. I'm not. Let's not. No, I'm I have so many other things no, to talk about. I just knew it's you would okay. know. Yeah, I could drive us there. What do you want? Leave <laughs> <laughs> me alone. It's in my own podcast. You don't know how to drive. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I just completely lost my place. Derailed. Just so derailed. Toby runs and the goons give chase. And outside, of course, Malik pulls up. Yeah. She might love me more with $2.5 million in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. On the edge of the desert, where's the party at? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> 
They're singing along this in the car. This is the best. They're besties now. They're just best. This they're just yeah. best friends. The best. Also, does it seem like Mark Dacoscos is like struggling with like being comfortable in this scene? No. no. He's, he's having a great time. He is, but there is a shot where it's he's just a song, him smiling. He's also a song and dance man. But like it's he, like him smiling at the camera and it seems like he's just like held this smile for too long. No? You didn't see that? I didn't notice that. Okay. All I noticed was the head bobbing. Yeah, it is really cute. I do love this. Yeah. And in Hong I Kong. I love it when the, when the people become friends. It's my favourite <laughs> moment in all buddy cop movies. Yeah, true. Yeah. And in Hong Kong, Mr. Chow, he was the goon in charge of the docks. Chow apparently got back to Hong Kong on the new Orient Express. They cut out the Orient Express line in the US cut. Possibly Why? because it's like a new Orient Express. Could it be seen just, as racist? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think they just took out they took out like the beginnings and ends of things to get to the meat of scenes. Yeah, okay. So they just come into a lot of scenes later or exit scenes earlier in the US Cup. Chow uh, failed to capture Toby Wong. Everybody's fucking failed to capture Toby Wong, so that really shouldn't be a surprise. And yeah. also in the room is the advanced model, what Toby Wong could have been. Now this feels like some his new technology, Hong Kong uh, kung fu shit. Yeah, this is real strong. Yeah, the advanced model kills Chow by flicking a coin <coughs> through his neck. So good, it's great. I love that. Yeah, shit. and tells him to prepare a group of your finest. You're going hunting. Setting up. Something that happens way later in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like fucking more than an hour later. Yeah, I feel like they maybe set this up too soon. Yeah. Back with Toby and Malik. Toby is pretty tired. He's falling asleep in the car. And Malik wants to know about China. Is there a lot of kung fu shit going on is over there? there are a lot of casual racism yeah. here? This scene was awkward. Your Kira cut it in. Hey, man. Talk to me. Tell me about China. Is there a lot of kung fu shit going on over there? What, what, what do you mean? I mean, is it like, you know, guys running up to each other on the street talking about, hmm, your kung fu is pretty useless, as well as obsolete. You insult me, you bastard. Prepare to die. Hmm. Uh, not a whole lot, no. Really? Uh, you know, I would have thought. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have some sort of martial arts training, but you don't see much chop socket going on in restaurants or anything. Yeah, they share their worldviews. Yeah, I mean, it's played for laughs. They're just trying to be silly. Yeah. Toby explains more about the implant. It increases his strength and reaction time to make him a perfect assassin. Him being an assassin is cut out of the US version. Uh. Because he kills people. Yeah. Does that mean the context is cut out? Like, did they cut out that whole piece of information? Yes. So they probably cut out the line later where Vic's like, oh, we used to work together. I don't remember. Yeah. That's a quick line anyway. The car starts overheating. Malik tells him that they're going to have to stop, and they stop at a motel. Enter oh, my God. Clueless. Big surprise. Enter Deliverance Bodine. Deliverance. Played by post-Clueless Brittany Murphy. As and if that's not the scariest name for anyone to have. She made this movie after Clueless, and she is fucking wild in this movie. She's fucking chewing the scenery in this movie. It's amazing. She's fucking great. So many. Oh, Talk about, like, okay, so we talked earlier about, like, the Winnebago just being an insane choice because it's fun. Yeah. Her whole fucking fucking role as an insane yeah. choice just because it's fun. She's it's, fucking wild. She it's a fantastic choice. Yeah. has more than one screw loose. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, she lost the fucking screwdriver. Yeah. She's, I did some Googling about this movie like whilst I was just watching it, as you do. And no. 
Like just to find out things and people's names and stuff. No. Yeah, I do. I do sometimes. I'm sorry. This is why you don't know what happens in movies. But I'm interested in things. I pause it often, but. Often. often. Not every time. But I ended up seeing a version of the cover of this movie where it was two floating heads and then a uh, more of a uh, bad boys movie cover where the female lead's head was lower yeah, and right. smaller. And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to go through the rest of the movie. I'm so excited. When she's not there anymore, it's a letdown. Okay. <laughs> she's so good in this. Yeah. yeah. She's there alone in the motel. Her parents have left her in charge while they're away on business. Who in their right mind would fucking do that? And the motel is undergoing remodeling. Yeah, as a casual way to just wait, have wait, wait. things to flip off. Wait, wait, wait. Did she kill her parents? <laughs> <laughs> it fully has that vibe. That's so true. She could have. It has Bates Hotel vibe. Oh, it fully does. She's so creepy and so much fun. Yeah. Toby's wrecked. He needs to rest as his bioengine screws with his metabolism and he is crashing. <laughs> Deliverance is offering them free room and board, but Malik owes her entertainment. You're in luck. I get gorilla. <laughs> I am offering you the Deliverance party weekend special. Oh. What does that include exactly? Exactly. Lots of sleep, I hope. Yeah. No, it exactly includes free room and board. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Who's gone now? Yeah. But you owe me. I owe you what? Entertainment, chocolate boy wonder. <laughs> sure. Just trying to stay awake. Is the second floor okay? She calls him chocolate boy wonder. Yeah. There are some serious problems she with has some to party, of this. Party with him over the over the weekend, uh, and also conveniently, there's a huge garage next door that where he can fix up his car. <laughs> As they're walking away, <laughs> hey, he turns back, nothing. <laughs> She's so, so good. Nuts. It's great. So good. Yeah. She definitely feels like someone who's gone nuts and killed their parents and has been sitting in that motel for like oh probably a week and now it's the weekend after she's just killed her parents and is like, I need to do something fun before I get caught. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a movie that's basically that plot. <laughs> um, you did too. You did. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vic and Hedgehog are grabbing food and bitching about Toby. The start of this scene is trimmed down in the US version. So it starts with them at the See, Winnebago. The, no, 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 no. You do Keep not the- cut down their do not cut down their bantery stuff. It's good yeah. content. He, yeah, they're great. We get the line, son of a bitch get eat flour and shit cupcakes. <laughs> This is where we find out. Just tickled me. Yeah, they work together. Yeah. And they are meeting up with some serious goons in SUVs. In the garage, Malik is fixing the Mustang and he finds Toby's little mini disc device in the car, cut in the US version. So Deliverance makes her move. She's (laughs) creeping. She has the hots for and also knows about cars. She knows that his car is a 73. It's a make-out car to the max. <laughs> I feel yeah. like she'd say that about any car in this context. She wants to show him something really great and he does not want to see it because it could be her parents' bodies, but it's not. <laughs> <He> drags, <laughs> she drags, drags him over to her dad's hot rod. In the US version, the scene ends here. Implying something. No, she just... So the scene goes on. She asks him, when did Godzilla get a hold of your car? And then she grills him about where they're headed in a bullet-riddled car. Yeah. And he tells her... Something that's not intimidating to say to a female that's just there with you at all. And then tells her to go wake up Toby. In the US version, it just cuts to her sneaking into Toby's room. Uh, yeah. Super creepy. Yeah. That is 
a weird choice. Also, who the fuck says to someone at any point, like not just to a, a woman who's smaller than you and that you don't know, who the fuck tells them to go, don't ask those kind of questions because that'll get you killed. That's not a smart thing to say to anyone. No. <laughs> Especially considering that she already killed her parents. <laughs> I'm, I'm running with it. She That's does my seem read like on the, the movie. It's not in the text. I don't care. She does seem like the kind of person who probably wouldn't be faced by that. Yeah. She's <laughs> yeah, not fucking faced by anything. Yeah. The Winnebago and the SUVs are riding in formation as Deliverance is trying to wake up Toby in the hotel room and Walter the Frog, the Hypnotoad, is back on television. The goons arrive at the motel and, you know, get prepped in the car park. And they have shock sticks so that they don't have to shoot him. Vic Smart. lights a cigarette off one. I love it. Yeah. It's so great. Brilliant. Deliverance is jumping on the bed and Toby's still out. Yep. <laughs> All her business here is All, a so lot of fun. Business. They just yeah. cut backwards and forwards to her a couple of times. The next time they cut back to her, she's flicking him with water. <laughs> the amount of, like, the goons going through the motel. So long. Yeah. <laughs> so long. Well, so Vic They're tra- on the second floor. Yeah, true. Yeah, Vic trashes the office and finds the master swipe card to all of the rooms. Just randomly punches the wall with all the keys in it. In the garage, Malik hides as some goons come in. So Vic and a couple of the goons are searching room for room for Toby. Yeah, this does go on. Like, there's a lot of cutting backwards and forwards, and it, they're trying to build tension and stuff. And the thing is, for, is for that this fight scene is so long, but the build-up to this fight scene is also so long. Yeah. They find the room that Toby's in, and Deliverance sees them through the window, and the sound of the swipe card in the slot on the door awakens I th- Toby. Yeah, I sure, thought it was that gun cocking. Him. The gun cocking is on the television. Because they're watching a cop show on the television. So you hear the swipe and then a gun gets cocked on the TV, but it's the swipe that wakes up. That wakes uh-huh. up Toby. Sure, that'll wake him up. Not and jumping yeah. on the bed or flicking him with water or just making yeah. a lot of noise, but the, the card swiping. <laughs> he k- kicks Deliverance very gently off the bed and here we fucking go. Hotel fight. Yeah. Fight it's a good time. I'm not going to go blow by blow, but I'm going to do all the big, all the kind of big moments. We would be hours. here for fucking ever. Yeah. yeah. But Toby grabs a gun off a dude, backflips off a bed, shooting as he's bouncing backwards, blocks the door with a mattress, uses the bed as a trampoline so he can kick off a wall and hit a dude, and the stunt goon that is in the room just gets murked like fucking three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Thank you. It's nuts. Very briefly here, I'm going to talk about uh, Kochi Sakamoto. He's the film's fight coordinator. He is a god then. Yeah, so... He moved to the US in 1989 to learn English and become a stunt performer, and his first stunt role was on Guyver Dark Hero. Awesome. With Steve Wang. He then ended up working at Saban Entertainment on VR Troopers, which is the is a a Power Rangers knockoff made by the same people that made Power Rangers. Uh. He took over as stunt coordinator on Power Rangers from season three onwards, eventually becoming a producer and a director, and stayed with the show for like almost its entire run, including huh. after Disney bought it and after it moved production to New Zealand. Wow. Um, Saban is also like prolific for that kind of work. Th- as well. Those types of shows. Yeah. yeah. He even stayed with them after Disney sold Power Rangers back to Saban. <laughs> oh shit. Because it went, they sold to Disney and then they bought it back. And then he was, he was scapegoated from the series in like 2006 because of some internal politics around the overuse of pyro on the show. I don't know. Okay. I couldn't find any about any more information. And then since then he's continued to work in Toksatsu styles of shows, which is what Power Rangers is. Uh-huh. And he's currently working on Ultraman Decker in Japan. In Japan. And he's who 
Mark Dacoscos praises in that quote that I read earlier in terms of he thought his fight choreography was all, was awesome. Fucking just on thought, point. thought that everything worked together. There is some fight. There is a bit of this fight later on where we can talk about when he, when we get to it, but just like the understanding of the the area, as the, we've said oh, before. The spa- spatial and stuff. like changing the camera angles yeah. and the different levels. It's brilliant. Vic calls in for reinforcements. Cut from the US version because I guess it's kind of unnecessary. It really is unnecessary. And in the garage, Malik takes out a guy, sneaks around, finds a chainsaw. Yep. Which he then uses to cut off a goon's arm. That's an arm. That is holding a gun and the goon's arm fires and spins shooting the goon that was holding the gun. Probably the single greatest thing I've ever seen. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Toby barricades a door and gives Deliverance a gun to this get to Malik. Yeah, this shit is dope in here. The close quarters fighting with yeah. all the different pieces in the room my, is fucking awesome. My next note is, and it's time for the shock stick fight. Yeah. Holy <laughs> fuck. It is so fast. Yeah. And it, yeah, it uses the cramped room like to perfection. The funny it is thing is, amazing. is in the previous room, there's some sped up shots where I don't think there is, any, there is any in there's this a, room. There's a little. The is camera's undercranked a little bit, okay. but it's fine. It's still so fast and so clean that yeah, it, doesn't, okay. it doesn't matter. It's fucking brilliant. The flashing of the shock sticks is just a strobe light timed with the movement of the fire. Fantastic. Yeah, I was wondering what there's the no, shot sticks are. So the shock sticks, they do when they they're first show foam. They're just foam battens. Yeah. With a little bit of like tech something Goals on them, on them. right? Yeah. yeah. When Vic introduces them, they do a lightning effect on it to show that it's a shock stick. <laughs> yeah. They never repeat it. Yeah, they don't need to either. You don't fuck need it. to because they just use strobe lighting. Mm. I, I know you might go blow by blow here, but um, with this, is is the cost cost before or after uh, Jackie Chan's style being kind of Well, Jackie Chan's been doing adopted. this since the 1980s. Okay. But widely adopted in mainstream Western cinema? No. This is around the same time that Jackie Chan comes to the US to start making Interesting. Movies. Filmmakers have been watching Hong Kong movies and being inspired by them, Western filmmakers, and they start bringing that style to Western cinema. Mad. John Woo has already been making movies since the 1980s. That yeah. heroic bloodshed style yep. of John Woo movies already exists. The Jackie Chan stuff already exists. I mean, that Shaw Brothers Hong Kong like fighting style has existed since the, like the 1960s, 1970s. Yeah, right? of course, yeah. But it starts to become an influence on other on other things. I feel like when he puts the shoes on, I feel like I've almost seen that before. It is very Jackie Chan. Like it you is. Can feel like Jackie Chan would do that would creative do that, in that, that that space where it's yeah. like I need rubber to protect yeah. myself from. Yeah. The so the thing with the shoes is that he takes a knife off a goon, cuts off the guy's shoelaces, Brilliant. and then uses the boots on his hand to avoid being shocked because Fucking they've got rubber, so- rubber soles. And they make a meal of him putting them on and then he does a bring it with the, yeah. with the, with the shoe on his foot. <laughs> this is just, yeah, it's a good time. It really is, man. Yeah. Fuck, it's a good time. In the garage, um, Malik is pretty much holding his own, but mm. he's kind of he has a scrappier fighting style, a style that is appropriate for him as a character. Well yeah. said. He tries to grab the machine gun, but the guy's hand is still attached. He cannot get it off. No. Rick and Mortis is set in like that. He tries to bite it off. And <laughs> because then that would like, help. Yuck, I love that. That yeah. makes me laugh so much. It's fucking great. Toby, if it was an alive hand, that would work. <laughs> Toby flips out a window and off a balcony and starts running towards Malik. He's running for so long. This He's this, running for so long. This flip, I think, is the one reason why they said that there's construction at the motel. Because I don't see any other construction stuff around. It's just the scaffolding. It's just flips so that off. it's empty. 
Yeah, makes sense. So that they I don't have think to about have that. Like extras and shit. Of course, a reason for people to be in the hotel. Of course. Yeah, and also because she murdered her parents. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> Deliverance shows up just in time to start firing a gun and save Malik. You good looking. You need help. Also, does this bump on anyone else? Whenever a civvy just rocks up and starts firing to kill. It always bumps on me because it's like that wouldn't that would not be your first response. But she's a fucking her, psycho. Yeah, doesn't bump. At this all. is the first time where I, it bumped on me, and I was just like, oh no, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> he swaps guns with her, and Deliverance is really into that seven hand. <laughs> yeah, she appreciates it. He pops out of cover, fires, and then is out of bullets basically instantly. She pops up and just unloads with the machine gun. Are Brilliant. you out? Are you out of your mind? Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. This oh, is, she's so cute. I oh, love her. She's the best. Yeah. We get a bunch more crew reflections in the windows of the hot rod. Do you see a whole <laughs> camera and a focus operator? No. Yeah, like it's really bad. I it's don't even, even worse. see it. It's even worse in the HD version. In the, it's just literally you just see a camera. I actually thought the camera was inside the car. The reflection is that bad. <laughs> <laughs> the reflection is that clear. I thought the camera was inside the Damn car. Damn it. So a goon shoots a propane tank and yeah. it explodes and we get the Romeo and Juliet fantasy overture from Tchaikovsky. As Malik catches deliverance in slow motion, this is brilliant. What is this movie? The loving dip. This is this is like straight up animation. Oh, it's cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it's cartoon. (laughs) Yeah. Toby comes to save them into the garage and tells them to hide while he takes care of business. And we are in for shock stick fight round two, garage edition. Yeah. And again, the use of the environment is fucking great. He puts someone through a window, and that guy straight up breaks his neck. Stuntman. Did work. Yeah. I love when he kicks a tire at a dude. Yeah, that's fucking mad. And then the tire rack breaks a goon's back. Oh, yeah. Like he just bends over. That guy was wearing like a padded vest, you could tell. But also that guy still got fucked. He uses the the tire to, again, protect And also to protect himself from the shock sticks. That's right. Deliverance keeps on sneaking a peek through this section. They charge him with a trolley and he backwards wall walks and flips up onto the trolley. This is where I started to be like, their use of the environment here is fucking insane. It's, yeah, it's so Jackie Chan stuff. Yeah, but like because they flip to that above camera angle and it's just like the planning and thought that's been put into this choreography is just like there's so many pieces to this one fight. Yeah, I mean this must have took fucking forever to, yeah. fight, to, to shoot. Um, He also jumps off a tire rack and onto the open hood of the Mustang closing it. It's fucking Oh, just yeah, it. it's brilliant. It's so good. And it keeps going and going and going. Yeah, they end up getting on a mezzanine. Uh, Deliverance is doing a little cheer dance for him. Yeah. Go, Toby. Go, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is, that is also cartoon shit. Yeah. 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 And then once it gets down to Vic and just Toby, they face off and Toby just beats the shit out of him. Just batters the shit out of him. Yeah. So much so that Vic just runs away. Yeah. Oh, but no, don't chase him. Let him go to his car. Yeah, no, to get his triple rocket launcher yeah. out of the SUV. That is oh fucking wild. They come out just in time to see Vic as Vic is lining up on the motel and he fires all three rockets and they do the classic run and dive as the motel explodes behind him. And uh, yeah, that's it's the explosions are wild too. There is a model in there. 
Is it? They cut to a model. Oh. There, there's a lot of explosions behind them and when yeah. they do the dive, but then they do a wide shot of like the whole building and it's a model. Clearly Vic has never played Halo because you aim at the feet, motherfucker, not where they are. <laughs> no, no pick up on that one. In the smoke, <laughs> they <laughs> knock out Vic, blow up the Winnebago and steal an SUV peeling out. By the way, this sequence from when Vic arrives until they peel out runs 18 fucking minutes. 18 minutes. That does not surprise me. It's fucking long. In the US version, it runs 13 minutes. Because they cut out the whole intro. They just cut, they make tiny cuts all the way all the way through. Through the fight? That's the a shame. Fight. The fight's a masterpiece. Somehow, there is still 40 fucking minutes of this movie to go at yeah, this point wow, in the wild. version that we watched. It's wild how long this movie yeah, is. Yeah, it does. It starts to feel long at this point because, because you expect the movie because this fight is so big and so exhausting that you expect that maybe the movie's got like half an hour in it, but mm. it's got forty in it, which is just that little bit too long at this point. I and feel like the fights, although I love them, go for too long. Like this is it's bread and butter, and this is what it's about. But they also go for so like it. They live in that space. Back on the road. Yeah, she's just coming with now. They stop at a diner. <laughs> There's a waitress that is making eyes at Malik. Yeah, this is fantastic. This business here it's is got great. That throwaway line: "I'm a magnet today." <laughs> yeah, it's a just so for women or a magnet for crazy. I don't know. Both. But it's just like this business here with Brittany, like going and making calls. She's on a phone call, yeah, and then walking back and just like. <laughs> Face palm, pushing the she bitch out of the, the way. Waitress out of the Love way. it. So yeah. good. So she's organized another car for them, borrowed from her ex, who's going to meet them at the Apollo 14 bar and grill, which is about an hour down the road into the desert. Yeah. Uh, what's this we? They're breaking up with her. <laughs> yeah. They break up with her. Yeah. They do. They still want to be friends, but they're breaking up with her. Yeah. We will... Pay for your motel to be rebuilt, but we are leaving your ass here. Yeah, you are not coming with us. If I'm fucking Murphy, I'm like, put some in writing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did they destroy her home? Is she homeless now? Well. And did they leave her stranded? She probably now has a reason for the bodies in the basement. Yeah. So she's probably quite relieved. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a great pickup. She's probably stoked about, like, getting away with her parents' murder. Yeah. I mean, she's sad, but they better come back. (laughs) Yeah. Bye, Brittany. (laughs) And then she gives a nice little kiss. She does. And as Malik's going, she says, Malik. I've rocked your uvula. Hey, Malik. I know. I rock your uvula. That's what she says, guys. That's a line in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Malik does the right thing, goes, mm-hmm, and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do believe the uvula is the is a muscle mechanism at the back of your throat. Yeah, she didn't touch that. It was clearly just a little peck that she gave him. Yeah. <laughs> And I think I know that because of the movie Monster House. (laughs) (laughs) Where the house has a uvula. Uh Uh-huh. Who knew houses had correct anatomy? My brain's so fucked up. (laughs) Vic radios into trying to get hold of Hedgehog because he's gone missing as Hedgehog crawls into the car. I love the panic in his voice. He really cares about Hedgehog. Yeah, we get a friends. Like, yeah. why is this so goddamn hard? <laughs> They're not having a good day. Vic is having like a crisis of confidence here. Again, this is all cut out of the US version. Uh, I don't uh, get it. Why would you cut good character stuff? business. It just starts with him calling Lau again. 
Lau tells them that an advanced model has been upgraded and is on its way via the Oriented Express. And that reference to the Oriented Express is kept in the movie. So I don't know why the first one was cut out. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Vic is to take orders from him and they now have permission to kill Toby because they don't need him. They just want the fucking heart back. They're like, just che- tear it out of his chest and bring it back. I don't give yep. a fuck. I don't know why that wasn't the fucking directive from word go, but hey. So that they just had to shoot his feet and then they couldn't yeah. just shoot Some of him. the staging would make sense, I suppose. Yeah. And we wouldn't get fucking shock stick fight yes, round one and round two. Yes, so true. In the car with Toby and Malik. Technical question on this scene. Sure. Is the shaking on the camera on yeah. purpose? Probably because it's probably not shot while they're driving at night in the desert. It's probably yeah. shot poor man's process and the camera movement is to make it look like they are moving when they're not moving. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is it, I was wondering whether or not it's just like shaking because it's poorly shot or whether it's like trying to seem like they're moving. It's just trying to make it seem like, right, okay. seem like they're moving. Malik asks Toby about his family and Toby freaks out that he lost his mini disc video player. Malik has it and teases him about it and we find out that the woman on the message is dead. And this is where the kind of motivation comes in Comes in for Toby. She was a member of the anti-communist underground and he was meant to assassinate her, but she truth-bombed him and then they fell in love. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a great assassin. No. <laughs> so how did he get truth-bombed by her? Did he seduce her? <laughs> like, did he stop and be like, hey, I'm about to assassinate you. Let's have a chat. It's a different movie. Yeah. It is a different movie. He but it is very cute of Malik to have saved the video message. True. Yeah. He couldn't save her. And then they kind of drive in silence for a little while. Just both, you know, sad boys without women. Yeah. yeah. The whole fucking scene is gone from the US version. No. It goes from the diner to a trimmed version of Vic and Hedgehog in the car, straight to the helicopter flying across the desert with the advanced model in it. No. Vic to meet them at the rendezvous point. So the whole scene's gone. At the Apollo 14 bar and grill, not awesome map painting. Oh, and model and model work. Yeah, there's some there's some hard green screen around here as well when they're out the front of the Apollo. It's because it doesn't exist because yeah. it's a model. Yeah, yeah, it's the building with the giant rocket sticking out of it. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Yeah, there's also some shots of like lights going over the rocket. And I know you said it was a model, but like it looks like big it, spotlights. It, so how do you fake that on a small level? Scale down the lights. Just small spotlights. They're tiny lights. It's interesting that it looks exactly the same. Hey man, I'm just saying it's it's fucking interesting that like the fading of the light looks exactly the same as like you would get with a big spotlight. It's karaoke night <laughs> <laughs> at the Apollo 14. Toby and Malik enter through very fucking ominous door, giant doors. Yeah. Yeah. And also seem really inconvenient as a way to enter a building. Yeah. Because they're huge. They're massive like space dock doors. But also this is like as soon as we entered here, I was like, this is a sick location for a final fight. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a studio that is clearly built for a final fight. Yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of different sections. Yeah. More scaffolding? Yeah. More scaffolding? Just like that's a part of the spaceship apparently, scaffolding. Yeah. They go to the bar and ask for Spam, who is their contact there, who, by the way, we never meet. He's, he's not there. He's out the back in the boys out the back in the cool room. And so they get a beer while they're waiting for Spam to come back from the cool room and Spam never comes back from the cool room. <laughs> they have a beer together and Malik challenges Toby to get up and sing while an old man with two heavies notices them from a table. Briefcase man. Briefcase man, yeah. Back in Hong Kong, in a control room for the advanced model, Lau wants a status report. <laughs> they have arrived. The storm is imminent. Also, 
They have control rooms now. Does Toby have a control room? Yeah, where's the Toby's control room? <laughs> well, he's an advanced model. He's got special features. True. He's new and improved. <laughs> they changed the flavor. Yeah. Same great taste, though. Toby is sitting drinking a beer at a table on his own, and we pull out to reveal that the old man is sitting at the table with Toby. Yeah, just and injured Toby himself reacts there. like he wasn't there before the camera pulled back. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, he's looking away, but the bodyguard that's standing next to the old man is still in his fucking eyeline. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit it's, strange. It's fun. Mm. It's meant to make him mysterious and be silly. I mean, the whole movie's silly, but yeah. it just, it made me laugh at, he can't see that. <laughs> yeah. He has a turbo drive and fast reaction. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And he doesn't see that man. <laughs> turbo drive. <laughs> the old man with the briefcase pulls out a scanner and tells Toby that he has a tracking beacon in him and that's how they found him and that's how the bad guys have been finding him. Did you not think that the bad guys always knew where your location was? I did think that was a bit strange. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Malik comes over and we find out that the old man is Cantwell from Contact. And what's he there to do, Keen? They were sent there to pick him up. Sent there to get his valuable buttocks. Back, you know what? That didn't. I mean, <laughs> most awkward line reading I've ever heard. That didn't stick in my brain, but we discussed why it might, might perhaps stick in yours. It was an awkward line reading. Get it off my back. I didn't even notice the line. Yeah, didn't, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> they were sent to pick him up and to give him a hundred k down payment. Toby just gives the cash straight to Malik. Yeah, which is cute. And Cantwell burns out the tracking beacon outside. Vic and Hedgehog are waiting as the advanced model and friends slow motion into the movie. Here comes the cavalry. Let's swing our dicks. Oh, great, great dialogue. And then karaoke time. This it, is so much fun. He's amazing. He is does such really a good him? job. I think he's having yeah, he a blast. Sing. Yeah. <laughs> he can sing. He he, can, and of course he can dance like because martial arts. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He's amazing. Is he improvising the song about Malik? Yeah. <laughs> In world, he definitely is. And about how he should go home. Won't you? She's still in love with you. Is he a better songwriter than Malik? Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Malik's getting shown up. I see. I thought we were about to get a mad like love country song from Malik. Why does Malik not sing? Thank you. Yeah, perhaps he's sing. just a songwriter. Yeah, mm. perhaps Kadeem Hardison cannot sing. Mm. Yeah, but Strange if there was a sequel, a if there was a sequel to this movie. Drive to cruise control. Yeah, <laughs> they'd just be in a band. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Drive and t- living at the motel. Yeah, drive to Turbo Boogaloo. Oh, <laughs> well done, well done. Well, she gave me time to think it up. <laughs> the giant ominous doors open, and the advanced model enters. Slow motion mic drop of doom. Very dramatic entrance. Yeah, many, ice cream. Many, 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 many slow motion looks. Yeah. Everybody looks at everybody. Cantwell's goons pull their weapons and motorcycle goons burst through all the windows into the bar. And if you think the movie blew its stack earlier in the motel fight, it did not. It's fucking, <laughs> this is amazing. Fight 5, showdown at the Apollo 14. Holy fuck. 
There is so much that happens oh just to God. intro this I fight. don't even, like, I would have years worth of notes if I did every fucking beat of this fight. Is so we're going to try to do all the big, the big fun stuff. And if there's something that stuck out to you guys, then call it out. But you'll probably call it out before I call it out. So don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the motorcycle goons have machine guns and just start firing at everything. Yeah. And the extras flee. Cantwell and his boys take cover behind a table. They kill a dude in one of those spinning gyro things. Because if you've got a spinning gyro, you're going to use the spinning gyro. Also, it's the future. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things that you've already missed. There's like six bikes that come through windows that shouldn't they shouldn't be able to get to because there's like not a window on the other side. Yeah, because there's a rocket ship. Yeah, and. Where are the fucking windows on this building? Oh my god, that's so good. On the outside shot, the model shot, there are no windows. Also, Cantwell is so slow to grab his gun. It is not a slow motion part of the scene. And he takes another swig of beer and it gets shot out before he takes cover. This is fucking, oh my god, such a Western though. Actually, I didn't even realise that's such a strong Western move. I mean, they all influence, the thing about it is, is that, is that, and I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before, but and I don't want to get too distracted because Kira will kill me because she wants to go to sleep. <laughs> but the crossover influence of westerns and samurai movies and and kung fu mm. movies and everything—they just bounce backwards and forwards, stealing each other's shit until you get stuff like this. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I could talk about that for like fucking hours. We should, but I'm not going to. <laughs> right now. Outside, Vic and Hedgehog are pissed that they've been left out of the fight, cut in the US version. And yes, they're shot on a fucking green screen. Mad, mad obvious. It's either a green screen or a blue or a blue screen. And it's obvious on the VHS. Like it's just. Yeah, it's bad when it's obvious on the VHS. Yeah. yeah. The motorcycle goons uh, get up and above the fucking indestructible tables that Cantwell is hiding <laughs> and kills everyone. They kill Cantwell and both of his goons are gone and that's the end of is it. Is this when the motorcycles are somehow on, on the. On top of the gantries. <laughs> Yeah, it's, don't question it. Toby and Malik end up splitting up and both of them try to fuck with the bikes by throwing tables and stuff in their so way. So good. How dumb is that? Yeah. You have Uzis. <laughs> also, Malik uses the ring rig of a VR setup because it's the future to stop a guy. Oh, yeah. Is that what that That's is? That's what that ring. So there's like a games section, like a play section. That's a VR game. That's also it, why a guy's in a gyro thingy. It yeah. looks like it looks like one of those setups where you can like wear VR and run on yeah, a track. Yeah, that's what it is. But it's way too early but for that circular. to exist. But it, it's the future. It's yeah, the but future. like even the concept. That's a, no. Lawnmower Man's already been made. Oh, okay. Which one day, one day we will get to Lawnmower Man. <laughs> Not today. Toby fucking parkours through a bunch of scaffold. Yeah. Jumps up on a bar to avoid some guys and then fights a bunch of extra red suits. Yeah, who just appear with kung fu swords. The swords come later. Oh. He fights them hand-to-hand first, and then later they come back with swords. Uh Uh-huh. A motorcycle tackles Toby and rides with him on front. He gets, like, slid off it, and then he does this running, jumping, spinning sidekick to kick the the motorcycle guy in the face. There's a shot of him and the bike in the same frame as he's doing the kick. It's a wide shot, and it's fucking incredible but then they cut into a close-up for the impact mm. because he clearly didn't actually kick the rider in the wide shot. Yeah. He would have landed short. Yeah. And also they would be, they're probably not on the same plane. Right. Interesting. So he's either behind or in front of the motorcycle, but when it's shot like that, you can't tell. Yeah. The bike crashes into some rubber stairs. <laughs> the stairs are clearly made out of rubber. Malik's being hounded by another goon on a bike. So is Toby. He matadors a bunch of them 
and then one kicks him in the chest with the front wheel. Mm. Fucking, fucking bike foo. Yeah, that was dope. There's another one where he gets tripped by a back wheel, like the the motorcycle rider oh, slides, slides and takes out his legs and he flips over. Fuck yeah. It's fucking great. He also kicks the front forks of, a, of the bike and a guy flies off, which is a good stunt as well. It's yeah. fucking filled with stuff. It's just flip, fucking awesome. That flip is fucking dirty and awesome. And then the red suits attack with swords. Malik takes out a bike goon with a robot. What? There's like a stand-up display of like a futuristic looking robot thing. And Malik picks up the whole thing and hits a dude with it. Oh, I can't remember that. It's there's, a robot. Because there's so much stuff. There's so much in it. They group back together. No holes? No holes. <laughs> no holes. <laughs> Which is like, I wish I'd written that line at dialogue. No holes? Oh, no holes. So our work here is done, right? <laughs> of all the lines of dialogue in this movie, no holes, no holes is a great line of dialogue. That is a great line. <laughs> and it's time for them to get out of there. But boss fight time. Toby versus the advanced model. <laughs> He tells Malik to leave. No, we'll fight him together. We'll <laughs> kick his ass and take his coat. Best line. You see those glasses he's got? And he has a point. The advanced model is dressed like a discount Halloween costume version of Neo. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Two years before the fucking Matrix. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The advanced model runs at them and does a triple spin kick. Yep. He kicks three times yep. in the air. The advanced model is played by Masaya Kato. I really hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's also in, Cry- in Crying Freeman and the 1998 Godzilla movie and tons of Japanese cinema. He's still working. Fuck yeah. yeah. He's amazing. And okay. this fight is superb. It starts with the Game Boy Advance throwing his sunglasses at Toby, <laughs> who catches them. They exchange blows and then he takes his sunglasses back and puts them back on. <laughs> yeah. Great. Toby ends up over the bar and grabs a broom handle. Uh, Charges up. Yeah, charges <laughs> up, pulls a, breaks a broom handle, and then goes at him. They also do this great move where Toby doesn't hit the Game Boy Advance SP, but it. stops short. Basically intimidates his fucking ass. And yeah, goes, I'm send, great too. Well, it. he sends a shockwave that breaks his glasses. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. When you see it originally, you just see the shockwave, and then it's like, what did he do? And then the glasses crumble away, and you're like, yeah, yeah my boy's yeah. fucking badass. Yeah. At the door, Malik is exiting as Vic and Hedgehog finally enter the fray. It's my favorite cheese-eating dick monkey, which how about you don't call a black man a monkey? Thank you. I wasn't going to mention it, but like, fuck, yeah. 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 Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, it does. Thank you. It gets way worse. It's real awkward. (laughs) Like, Vic has been a good time until this moment. And then Vic takes a turn. I almost thought Vic and Hedgehog were going to be like, I've had enough with these assholes. I'm, and join forces. I'm changing sides. Yeah, change sides, right? Yeah. Because, the because crisis, they build him up. The crisis of confidence. Yeah. The, you know, the I hate my job. Like yes. all that. And then no, it goes no. in a completely different direction. Yeah, it digs deeper. So Malik fights them both taking Hedgehog out and fighting with Vic to get a gun. He straight up fucking launches Hedgehog at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Toby and the Game Boy Micro are still at it, blocking each other's strikes until uh, I ran out of Game Boy models. (laughs) 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 Color. That's before. Ah, damn. I was doing it from the word advance. Ah, yeah. And then I ran out of models. (laughs) I can't think of any. Anyway, the I ran out of Game Boy models hits Toby in the chest and he coughs up blood. This fight at this point. That's the first strike that hits because everything else has been defensive until that point. Ah. So he hits him in the he punches him in the chest, and it's the first one that actually makes contact with him. This back and forth, just in this little cluster of like throws back and forth, is so good. 
It is just so amazing, the the detail of this fight in this part. Yeah, they fight a bunch more. Toby gets thrown into a partition half wall and you can see the crew members hiding behind it. (laughs) They absorb the impact. Of course. And stop it from falling over because it's not bolted to anything. And if it was bolted to anything, the stunt guy would probably get hurt. So it's free flowing so it can move and absorb the impact. And there's just crew members holding it there. And then Vic pulls out a whip on Malik, calls yeah. him boy, and fuck me dead. We knew that was not okay in 1997. And what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, no, nah, no. At least Malik calls him on it. Yes, thank you. Well, I was thought yeah, that was not going to be called out. But still, yeah. like, why make that choice? Like, yeah, why that choice that? is Because not if necessary. he's going to stay a villain, he needs to become a proper villain. But he doesn't need, it doesn't to, do need to do that. Not that. in this movie. There's no reason for it in this movie. But I mean, there's been a couple of questionable lines in terms of like, looking back with yeah. 2022 eyes, right? But this is like flat out, like just. Yeah. This is straight much. up wrong. And yeah. not necessary with the way that character's been built exactly. and what story we're telling. Yeah. You, you like, can see you can see this happen in other movies and it's it makes sense. Yeah, like you, but you bump doesn't. on it, but you can see why they made that choice. Exactly. Here you bump on it and it's also like, why did you even? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't seem like that kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Back with Toby, the Game Boy at this point has advantage over him. You guys are probably too young to remember, but there was these great Game Boy ads. Game Boy, better than a slap in the face with a wet fish. I've what? seen those ads. I've <laughs> seen like my them. favorite. Yeah. And Game Boy, better than a clip on the ear. Yeah. That's a strange way to advertise something. Game Boy, better than a hole in the head. They're but great. It's a, it's a dude with a shaved head and it's green and he's got a little golf flag sticking out of the hole in his head. Oh, that's adorable. They're great. They're from they're like magazine ads from when I was a child. Toby strikes back and we get some great wire work fighting as well. And now the Game Boy is bleeding. Mm. Back in Hong Kong, Lao paces backwards and forwards. And then they just fucking fight forever until Toby Hadoukens the Game Boy in the chest. Yeah. And in Hong Kong, they give the Game Boy a boost so that it becomes a Nintendo DS. Yeah, I fully, <laughs> I fully, as soon as <laughs> Oh, you go, oh, you thought it was over? You thought it was done? I thought you might go to Nintendo DS, so that's actually what that reaction was. Oh, good. Was. I'm glad. The Nintendo DS rips off its coat to reveal a coat that is exactly the same underneath. But I will say this is like archetype uh, Japanese, like anything villain attire. You know what I mean? You just got a clean one underneath and press <laughs> the top one gets dirty. <laughs> so true. It but it's not full choice. body length. Toby's getting smacked around by the DS and offers not to kill him if he'll come back. But there is a system overload and... The advanced model starts acting like a Nintendo Virtual Boy. Yeah. You played yourself. Yeah. Malik kills Hedgehog with the gun. Yeah. Yep. Cut that out of the was... US version. Uh, In the US version, sense. he just disappears once Malik takes him out and then and then uh, Vic pulls the whip on him. Yeah. 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 That was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was it was dope. Yeah. But like I loved Hedgehog. <laughs> he was he was a bit of heart. And then he pistol whips Vic to death. Or yeah, you would assume he that he, he does. He, yeah. And yells at him that do not hit a black man with a whip. But also yes. fucking double tap. Yeah. yeah. Double fucking tap. Yeah, but Malik is also at this point not a killer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I mean, also, he just murked fucking uh, Hedgehog. Yeah, he did murk Hedgehog. But okay. this is yeah, also like right. his first day, so he wouldn't know. <laughs> <he's> like- <laughs> oh, it's so true. Also, this is, his wait. first day. Also. This movie is set over one day. It's right. so true. It's the He's normally just a bar fly, so he would, he wouldn't know about the double tap <laughs> and the imperative of such things. Also, he's probably not sober enough to drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Toby has a motorcycle and he rams the virtual boy to death as he- they share a knowing look. <gasps> Best hero murder I have ever seen. Like, not only does he run someone over with his bike, he fucking. Oh, it's just so good how he ragdolls this motherfucker straight into a wall. And in Hong Kong, it's a total system failure. Lao then opens. <laughs> this a, is like, yeah. sorry, just to go back. This is like meet Joe Black level of like the dude gets fucked. <laughs> Lao then is not too upset because he opens a door or a window and then through it we see that there are many more virtual boys so he's going to be okay. Yeah, I, I was confused by that. Everything's going to work out just fine. Yeah. I was just like, does that mean like he's not going to be safe no matter what happens? Are they setting up sequels? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is mm. other than we could have a whole room full of advanced models. <laughs> yeah, okay. They can kill lots of peoples with a handful of change. Yeah. <laughs> Vic has a fucking suicide vest on and is stumbling after Toby and Malik. What was this? And, and they, well, they need to have the final confrontation with Vic, I guess. But you honestly, they had it. You could have just had Malik kill Vic or not have him Malik out, deliver a line and boom, straight to the temple. I mean, that's a different movie, but yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of headshots they need a in this reason movie. to explode the Apollo. Yeah, they also yeah, they, that yeah. true. So they spot him. They do this really long thing where they grab the triggers and then slowly take them off him. Yeah, I yeah. fucking loved it. And then kick him away. Time to blow. Time to blow. Time to blow. Time to blow. Yeah, what the fuck was that? But also, I loved everything I, about this. I love Malik's reaction. It's <laughs> yeah. time to blow. Really? That's what you came up with? Cool. <laughs> so good. It is great. Oh. They run outside from the explosion, which very briefly makes the rocket take off before it falls over. Uh, the That's effects on cool. this as well. Model. Yeah. It's a good time. And then we get our kind of final banter as Malik is definitely going to go back to his wife. But also he's, he's, he's definitely going to go back to his wife, and but he's also going to rebuild the motel. He's also going to rebuild the motel. Yeah. What the, what? And he's going to buy a new car. He's going to do so many things. Yeah. What, what order is, is he going to do these up? things? What the fuck is it? We just need an end to the movie is what it is. Yeah. Also, with that, with all that shit about the family being cut out, this part in the, the, the going back to the wife and kids this doesn't make heaps of sense. Well, no, not the whole family part is cut out. Only the beginning of that of that scene. So you still meet his ex. It's still, like but it's not that, but that then much of a thing. But also, like, as, I, as I've talked about, we don't know why Toby turned on the yeah. people that put the thing in his heart at all. <laughs> yeah. Just because he was an assassin. It's just because he's an assassin. He just had a, had a change of heart. Yeah. And he's going to have a change of heart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a strange yeah. movie, but it's a good time. Oh, it's a great time. <laughs> they laugh as they walk away, and that is Drive. That is the end of Drive. Yay. Brilliant. It's a good time. An appropriate age to have seen the movie Drive. Ooh. Five. It's silly, man. It's fun. It is cartoony. Like anything too adult is going to go over the head, and there's pl- it's Power Rangers. It's a little bit more adult Power Rangers that you don't have to have that much understanding. You fucking wait till we see Guyver Dark Hero. I'll yeah. show you adult Power Rangers, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I think five would be okay if you're into this kind of thing, but probably a little older to be actually interested. Yeah. Would be my guess. Five-year-old Kira definitely wouldn't have been into this movie. But yeah, you're right. Like the violence is cartoony enough that it doesn't really matter and there's nothing else in it that's... There's a lot of swears. Was Malik it? says motherfucker a lot. There's a lot of fucks. There's a lot of motherfucker. Man, in this movie. I honestly don't even notice it anymore. That's because I'm going to go with 10. <laughs> I'm going to go with 10. 
Mm, with the swearing, maybe eight. Yeah, I mean, I was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, but that's because when it's when it yeah. came out. If I had been eight, I still would have seen this movie. There would have been no problem with yeah. seeing this movie. Yeah, what's it rated here? MA fifteen plus. MA fifteen. Yeah, so you need to have parental guidance to medium to, level violence. Yeah, this is medium mm. level. Would you watch this movie again if you're in free will? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't know if I would – a lot of these I say yes to, but I don't know if I would actively put them on. But if they're fucking on, I'm sitting down and watching that all the way through. You should watch the US version on Prime just because you should watch it in HD. Yeah. And because you've already seen the movie, you're not really missing anything because you've seen the full version of the movie. Yep, yep, yep. You should do. And I then you can tell time. us if you feel like you missed any of the stuff that was taken out. Interesting. Okay. A rating for Drive, the way that we rate movies, is on a five-star scale. Starting with one being I hated this movie, two being I did not like this movie, two and a half being there were parts of this movie I liked, it was fine, three being I liked this movie, four being I loved this movie, and five being this is one of my favourite movies of all time. Solid four. I don't love – this isn't one of my favourite movies of all time, but it's a kung fu movie that's fucking got semi-sci-fi concept and it's just – fucking great stunt work i i love this I, I i don't love this movie but it's a fucking great movie i'm giving it a 3.5 because i love parts of this movie solid. but i don't love this movie cool solid i was a 3.5 but i think i'm a four yeah i think i love yeah. it yeah again i think this is a movie that i think we've watched a couple of movies in a row that i think would play better in a crowd and i feel like this movie would play better in a crowd for sure and by crowd i mean like kira and i or, <laughs> yeah you, know, you. So, yeah, sorry. I do love this movie, but it's not one of my favorite movies of all time. I misspoke earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we knew it. Yeah. And I think what actually pushed me to the fore was watching the US Cup. Interesting. And I don't know if that means I like the US Cup more because it's shorter. Yeah, I think the music in the US Cup works better. It brings that Blade energy to the fights. Mm, yeah. I know we've mentioned Blade a few times. So Blade has like great music in all its fights. It really its fight does. Scenes. It's very of its time. It's very 1998. Yeah. This movie is very 1997. And the US Cup music is more like music from that era. Yeah. As okay. opposed to more traditional orchestral score, as I talked about next week. The way that we pick movies is that Kira and Brody alternate taking turns, picking from a list of three choices I prepared from the store. This week is Kira's pick. If a movie remains unpicked, for three times, it's struck out and taken off the list, although I can bring it back at a later date of my choosing. Still on the list from last week. Do you remember what's on the list? Great options. That's what I remember. I remember Brody was having a hard time. What's on the list from last week is Dolph Lundgren in The Punisher. Oh, mm. that's right. With one mm. strike. And The Hidden with one strike. Oh, that's right. What was that about? A new breed of criminal. That's right. Intriguing. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about these once uh, I have my third option. Mm. Oh, wow. Just changing the format? You just go <laughs> rogue? Yep. Not going to talk about those two movies until you get a third pick? I want my third pick. Please. Okay, sure. <laughs> and you on the list, I present to you. I don't know. This is one of those things where, like, you could be like, eh. <laughs> or you could be like, oh, yeah, let's do this one. I don't know with you. I don't know how you work. I present to you Carlos Estevez, Charlie Sheen in... Navy Seals. Ooh, I think I may have seen this. Interesting. I have not seen this. No. What's the cover? Some Navy Seals. <laughs> it's literally just like, it's a white cover. It's a yearbook photo of some Navy Seals. Yeah. Uh, low energy. <laughs> America's top secret weapon. Yeah, go on, give me your best trailer <clears> for us. 
Navy SEALs, America's top secret weapon. <laughs> is this kind of like Top Gun in the Navy? Fuck yeah. Top Gun for Navy SEALs. Top Gun for Navy SEALs. With, with Michael Bean from The Terminator. He's Carl Reese in The Terminator. And a bunch of other uh, fun cast members who I will not surprise. Mm. I will not spoil. I see a couple. <laughs> I'm real tired, man. I'm real oh tired. Oh, my God. I see a couple. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't, don't it for the rest don't. of us. Do not do. Uh, take, us, take us through your thought process. I have no memory of what the Punisher is about, so let me. Read. Do you know? The, do you not know the character of the Punisher? It's based on a Marvel comic. Yeah, I read all of the Marvel comics. Well, long story short, he's he's, he's a vigilante. Yeah, he's a. Vi- You've created Marvel some sort vigilante. of a theme. <laughs> me never. <laughs> Shot in Sydney, Australia. Oh, that's right. The one that's shot in Sydney. Cool. So that's Punisher. The Punisher. If society won't punish the guilty, he will. The Hidden, based on the stickers on the tape, (laughs) is recommended viewing by Manifold Video in Geelong. Oh. Shout out to Manifold Video. I'm sure 129 (laughs) Shannon Avenue. Geelong West. Okay, dox them. I have their phone number if you need it. There's a phone number on the front of that? Yep. We should call that number. So this one's uh, there. Are they all? Oh no! Navy SEALs is M15, Punishers R18, and the Hidden is R18. I'm still looking at this one, Brody. I w- don't read the back. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. What I said to Brody last week was don't read the back. The Hidden is a movie that is best experienced by just watching the Hidden. That's right, because it's batshit crazy. It's yeah. it's nuts. It's sleazy. La. It's an La at night movie. It Fuck has a yeah. wild, it has a wild plot. Carl McLaughlin's in it. It's great. All the great choices. Oh my god! So I think I'm choosing between Navy Seals and The Hidden because they jump out at me more than The Punisher. I do like Young Charlie Sheen. So do I. Uh, dude, I'm I'm leaning hard. If you want my input, I'm leaning hard towards Navy Seals. Towards that looks Navy like Seals? a fucking good time. But also, strikes are a thing. Yeah, Punisher's got one. Hidden's got one. Yeah. So I mean, so they both got. Yeah. Sometime. I've recently watched Top Gun and I had a nice time. You did. It'd be nice to watch Top Gun without Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I'm going to go Navy SEALs. Cool. Great choice. Thank well you. done. That was efficient. Yeah, it's a recruitment video for the Navy SEALs. Uh, fuck yeah. And it's an action movie and it's a good time and it has a really good really good cast. Cool. And Tom Cruise is not in it. Tom, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so funny if he was. He could do a flyby at some point. <laughs> I don't really remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. We're going Navy SEALs. Cool. Yay. So don't join us next week. Stay off the internet. I am so fucking tired. <laughs> Follow us at Weird Kid Video don't. on Instagram and Twitter and, you yeah, know. Yeah, but do but. Go outside and lay down. You can do them at the same time. You, no. can, you can go outside, lay down, and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us right now. Also, you should leave us a review because we've been begging you to for weeks now and nobody loves us. Yeah. And I have many secrets, dark secrets that I can tell. It's just about who you're fucking horny for and we all know. <laughs> They're not my dark secrets. I wear them on my sleeve. I <laughs> thought we were getting your fears. Are you changing? <laughs> I can do both. <laughs> His secret fears. Yes. But if we know his fears, we can scare him on Halloween. <laughs> True. And kick his ass and take his coat. Time to blow. <laughs> no holes? Scene. Flash, flash. <laughs>